This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, that's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. With me, I have the birthday boy, Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? <laughs> Oh man, I'm chilling. Um, sitting here for those of you guys that are on the video screen, surrounded by 34 riches. Um, my my wife and sister in law decided to give me this picture uh, to commemorate myself, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, just all the different combos over the years of like uh you know different hairstyles occasions uh accessories uh activities and, and all that but yeah man I, i'm chilling man just is happy to be around for another year and uh you know kind of kind of took it easy uh this weekend uh hung out with, with, with you guys on saturday and then i just kind of kicked it uh and then went to a restaurant um last night and you know, just laid it down, man. That was, you know, nice and low key for for, for your boy. Yeah, but lots of birthday love. Uh, people was reaching out on Twitter and all that. So, uh, you know, that that was really cool to see. So, uh, a, lot, a lot of people showing love and everything like that. And I put you know my uh, my album out. So, like Dream Machines, like completely out there now. Um, it is uh really good if you haven't heard it um it's available on the pay hip it's going to be on streamings later um and you know just just that process uh begins and this was uh you know it was really fun making it and i you know it's a lot of music that you know got made in this time uh like during the pandemic and really trying to to clean out all that stuff and it's almost like a it, it's sad when you put uh you know a, an album out into the world because like oh it's over it doesn't belong to me anymore it's it's out there so whatever the people think of it that's what they think of it but um well unless our, you you know change it up like kanye was doing when he like, put true. out an album before he was ready and then he kept just switching stuff up that's true i should i should go back and switch some of the snares and shit and then just re-upload them and be like yeah it's, it's completely different now you know so um but yeah 34 years old now and um you know know, it's it's cool (laughs) okay so uh the restaurant it was at the uh the brazilian steakhouse that you were selling up 
Yeah, technically okay. Brazil. So like, so how did that right. go? Because I, you know, I've heard reputation awesome. of those places where they just keep continuously keep bringing out food all the time. They, they do. So um, the the deal was when they, when they sit you down, they're like they they basically tell you how it works if you haven't been there and all mm-hmm. that, and they give you these uh little uh like kind of mats. One of them's a green side, one's a red side. So if you got it green facing up, they know to stop at your table and ask you if you like um so, some of the meat they're bringing out. Um, and then they have like the salad and like kind of potatoes or rice, like oh, this like you know buffet style bar. You can just refill all you want. I think I only made one plate there because what happens is you think you can compete. Be like, oh, they're not coming out that often, and they're not giving you enough to be overwhelmed with. But the thing is, they do not stop bringing out the meat. The meat keeps arriving. You think you can handle the meat, but what happens is the meat overwhelms you and you come out there and they they carry the meat around like on these large sword kind of things. Right. And then they give you like these little like, you know, pliers or whatever to take the meat off as they cut the meat. And what happens is like the meat starts piling up on your plate, essentially, and it's like you can you can kind of keep up, you know, the meat and and all that stuff and, and get rid of it. And then you got to flip your little card or be like, all right, man, that's enough meat. You know, the, the meat has, has started to, to overwhelm me and I got to uh, listen for the proper meat. You know, you got to got to save room for your lamb chops when they come around. Um, you you got to check out the uh, filet mignon when it comes out. If they come over with the sausage, you might might pass on the sausage. Well, you know, you, you have sausage. You know, it, you know, it with breakfast or something. But mm-hmm. what you, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I really loved it. You know, I, I loved the meat. You know, and uh, you know, the Brazilian steakhouse, everything was nice and flavorful. Uh, there was there was a lot of um, variety uh, there, and uh, I I had lots of fun. I would definitely go back. And um, you know, if you look for quality meats. Texas Day Brazil, uh, you know that was that was that was, that was sure a fun time. So, um, you know, j- just they, you know, just don't get overwhelmed by the meat if you go. That's that's the only uh, thing I can really say. So I want to um, <clears throat> I want to um, talk about how impressed I was just now by how you were able to keep keep talking about them sending out meat and keep making obvious obvious. The same obvious joke over and over and over again without <laughs> without breaking, right? While I'm over here looking at you like this motherfucker here is really gonna keep going on and on and on about the meat, and he's gonna keep he's gonna keep the keep keep the routine going. Congrats to you, man. It's a, it's a sign of of your growth as a man and as a human. That because look, if this had been uh, let's say 2008, ain't no way you getting through with this one. Ain't no way <laughs> you would have said it one time and then you'd be like, pause. <laughs> That's exactly I, what you would look. Done. I think I think the comment section is handling that for me. I think I it see would, that it would see? be better. It would be better for the joke if I go through and not break. Right. You know, and right. you take and you do the strategic pauses. That's right. that's what you do with it. Right. Right. Um. So yeah, man. That's give, what's give, up. Giving them, you know, you know, giving them four D behind the wall. You yeah. know. <laughs> so uh, it was in Tampa or St. Pete. Yeah, it's in Tampa. Okay. Okay. All right. So the rule of seven. Um, all right. So, I mean, do you want to talk more about the album as far as like, as far as like what's on it, as far as the content, like, you know, yeah, you yeah why on? not? Um, I, you know, I, I'll do a little shilling. So if, if you guys want to check the album out, uh, we'll have it in the, um, 
um the link in in the uh thing to show so like it's a double album essentially so part one came out in january part two is in uh april now uh everything's pretty much written and produced by me uh you know recorded pretty much all of it to mix it everything like that so um only had a couple features on the first side of the album, like John Connor and Montezzi was on a song with me called In the Trenches. Montezzi was on a song with me called Step Your Rap Game Up. And aside from that, it's just, you know, there's a lot of rich. So it's nine uh, on each song or nine on each side. It's like, you know, there's your thriller disc and your purple rain disc. You can pick pick which one is which. Uh, I, I think it's really, really solid, um, you know, you know uh, both sides. So uh, I don't really have a favorite one over the other but um i don't know maybe may, maybe this too I, I would probably say so uh if you guys would like to get that you can get it you can listen to it for free uh from my pay hit page uh just how we distribute the foa's draft but this one's not linked up with the social suplex one um but what um you'll also see is option to listen to it free or you can pay what you like you know one dollar five dollars we had you know a couple people pay fifty dollars for it so uh i was you know very fortunate there so uh it's, it's just you know a way to kind of give uh myself a test kind of see where i'm at with um you know like you know you got to put put stuff out to kind of see where you're at and then take a shot you know are people willing to you know invest in what i got going on if they're not back to the drawing board but uh, i feel like people are so uh, i'm just gonna keep you know keep at it and you know one lifetime end of the year like we're we're already back working and on, on the next one so it, it never ends okay so <laughs> like, check that out like, um, like triple h's stories it never ends wow <laughs> um so make sure you send me the links or message me the links so i can put them in the description to to do all that True. Uh, and update the links because you know there's already stuff from the prior from the first uh for number one so um yeah. yeah so let's see what else uh or where do we need to get to from there uh i mean you want to talk about aew and all in in wembley stadium yes let, we should probably begin with that. i think that's the biggest news of, of the week um and what a step to just announce that um you know sometimes tony khan kind of gets uh banged on from people when he does uh, these announcement things and you know the mileage may vary on what you think of them i think i saw a post where someone uh wrote down every single one of them and i found them all to be kind of pertinent announcements to be like hey there's a new show coming there's new you know, whatever come in, then people just, you know, they do the thing of, you know, this doesn't really matter. Da, 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 da. But um, as far as this one, uh, they announced the biggest show in company history. They announced. And I still heard people complaining, saying it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that at all. Um, they, <laughs> they um, you know, they announced the, the all, you know, the biggest show in the company's history, the debut in the UK, all in one, uh, a stadium event in itself. Uh, international event, all this stuff here, and it's like this is a huge step. This is awesome, um, and I immediately couldn't think about how these next four months would would go with the discourse and how like trash everything would be that 
surrounded this and there's going to be so much over scrutinization of every part of this show from literally people that are in the second match to the main event um there's going to be you know all the attendance stuff uh whether you know they reach that ninety thousand. the wembley stadium can hold whether they won't they, it doesn't matter <laughs> like like there, there's like you know i'm just saying like even if they, if they do people will try to try to say it doesn't matter i i saw people say we don't care if it sells out it's somewhere else it's not in america it doesn't matter i've seen this james um <laughs> i'm like what does their money not be green like i don't get it but um you know whether it's 75,000 50,000 40,000 like you know all the ticketing stuff is going to is going to go nuts then it's like who do you have to have on the show to reach what arbitrary number to people set it's all going to be disgusting and nauseating and like i'm like the all the bad face stuff is already like started and it's only going to get worse the closer the show gets um i know you you and you probably have some thoughts on this as well <laughs> Well, I mean, my thoughts aren't too different from what, you know, you already heard me say uh, when I was talking about that in the Largo Loop thread as far as, like, I don't know why, outside of WWE running Wembley in 1992, I don't know why people think, like, buying these stadiums are, are, like, such a gigantic, like, undertaking, right? Like People think they can't afford the rent, James. Yeah, like with a you know making forty something million dollars per year on a TV contract, making two point something million dollars off every single pay per view buy rate. It, that's not even including the gate when people you know buy the tickets and then go there and then buy merch. Not even including that, just the pay per view stuff. It's like they they just think they're like oh they can't afford this. I'm like, how much do you think it costs to rent a stadium for a weekend? Do you think it's ten million dollars? It ain't. We're we're also talking about someone that probably has a relationship with Wembley, right? Um, you know that with the Jaguars who are on like a three-year deal with them, I believe. So they, you know, like it, it, I don't even want to know what happens if they Rich. they draw more or if they sell more tickets to this than like a night of WrestleMania. I don't even want to know. What who cares? I, I don't know what these mutants are going to do do to cope. You know, we <laughs> might have mass, you know, suicide or something like something. Something's going to be bad. Like I, I so- don't know. So, um, what I was on thinking about it was like, all right, so Meltzer talked to a person that's run, a person that has promoted uh, Joshua fights at Wembley, right? Right. They said the they said that the price is for about four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Four hundred thousand dollars, like I think, like okay, so when the price used to be, I don't know what it is now, but back in the day, like before we went to the WWE Network, like. They will go to an arena for Raw. It would be cost them two hundred thousand dollars, and then mm-hmm. if they want to do a pay per view, it would be something. It would be more than that, right? Because it costs more for satellite uplink and pay per view, whatever, whatever. But like, either way, like this thing is not that expensive. Like, it, I don't know why people think it's ten million dollars. It's not, and also like, I think another thing people like have just for because for, they're not thinking about this. Like, we had a global pandemic where these places that exist to hold sports events and concerts and whatever, like was shut down for a certain amount of time. And these quote unquote landlords for lack of a better word, like a lot of landlords all around the world, like they ended up doing what going broke or jacking up prices to make up for what they lost from people not wanting to pay or, you know, not be able to pay their rent because they couldn't go to work. So like they're hurting as well. So like, 
a lot of places might be on the Jerry Jones thing where how like you see motherfuckers doing anything in uh, the new Cowboy Stadium after they made it. Whereas like, look, you might get a damn per- birthday party. Fuck the rodeo, a birthday party uh, <laughs> one random Friday night uh, <laughs> in Jerry World. So yeah, like it did surprise me and then shocked me that they you know they that they would run a stadium show. Um, in the way that I saw some of this stuff, it's just like, what is going on? Um, now, as far Here's, as what makes it a success or not, really is, we don't know if it's a pay-per-view or if it's TV. We don't know that yet. Um, people are still wondering what's going to happen with All Out, if that exists still or not. Um, but either way, based off of what we think they could do with the gate, given like whenever they've done gigantic shows, there's always been a gigantic demand for it. Part where they've never been over to that side of the hemisphere. The fact they have the biggest television in the country there. For wrestling, so, yeah. Yeah. For for wrestling. And it's like I, I I think that demand, the the fact they're bringing back the all in name for it, like the the cool stuff they're gonna ha- like seemingly have culminating there. Um the kind of like once you only get to one, run one first stadium show. Right. Um <clears throat> like the there's a the novelty of them putting all in on it. I like how they brought up the founders. Like they, they shouted out Cody. Um, there's a lot of three companies days after he lost that. WrestleMania event. Yeah, that was that was kind of funny. But um, you know, it, it, they shout out Cody, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and it was like you know the spirit of all in. It was like fuck the spirit. We're the, is is all the way back now. Like the you know like as far as going all in, like I think a lot of people um, over there are probably going to want to be a part of that. Um, you know, and there's like lots of there's gonna be lots of wrestlers um, that are wanting to get on this show. Uh, I just want to say now, I do not care about you British independent wrestling dorks that are trying to um, <laughs> tweet your way into uh, working on this show somehow. I'm sorry, no, like we we didn't come for you. Like we're coming for you know the promotion that Is we watch. In particular. No, I'm just I'm just seeing people, you know, just just randos, like just just trying to like, you know, no offense to him. I like his work and stuff like that. I saw um, a uh, a a journalist try to will like Simon Miller onto the card. I'm like, for what? For what culture? Yes. (laughs) I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, no, that's not like no offense to Simon Miller. Why would we want to, you know? To see that like i know like <laughs> like that's not going to help them draw not one bit and they'll not and they'll not get simon like he doesn't, not, he doesn't work there or have any like right connection to the company or anything right like right and he's a great he's a, he's a very nice guy like i like i met him uh, after the nxt takeover in um barclays for nxt new york to take over new york like i i right. met him like he's and i said to him like I don't mean to offend you, but like you're taller than I expected you to be because I don't I don't know if it's because like the UK thing, whatever else, but like I thought you're gonna be like five foot nine. He's like six flat. Um, but right. yeah, like I, I met all the what, what culture guys uh during that time. Uh but anyway, like that's not like uh, like if you're gonna bring obviously Pat is gonna be on the show. That makes that makes all the sense in the world. I'm, right? I'm pretty sure Michael Oku is gonna be on the show too, but I'm not that's I'm just that, talking but about, that's that's where we stop. That's where that's we need to stop. It's like that's the randos, that, like they're just trying to will like ring announcers and shit like that. Like, no, like look, we're not here no, for you. There is no reason for Rhea O'Reilly or uh Aria Riley or like Jetta to be on the uh these shows. None. Like, I'm look, I've watched Pro Wrestling Eve. There's no reason for any any of them to be there. None. Sorry. No, no disrespect. I, I've watched Russell Queendoms before. No. 
Yeah, man. Am I wrong here? Yeah, like uh, not at all. But um, I, I, I just you know, I, I think some of it is like the um, just a lot of the bad faith has run me down. It's just like yo, I don't even want to hear it. Like this is uh, whatever agenda people want to get off for the card about the promotion, they will use it to run that play for it. So be be beware. Don't allow yourself to get trapped into wasting your your time uh and your energy on you know on goofies that that are doing this stuff so well um, I, well i already did when but i didn't like put it on like in public yeah. forum like we talked about the thing about like people were talking about like this thing won't come close to that what are you talking about i was like well neither did neither did like SummerSlam when they put like forty thousand people on one side of the building and inside of a inside of an arena that fit like over 60 to 70 to 80,000 people. Who gives a shit? Like, they put it to one side, they shot it well, it looked like it was fucking jam-packed, and it was, a, and, you know, some of the matches were really good, and it helped the crowd, or, and the crowd helped those matches. No one said it was a, it was some disaster that they, that uh, SummerSlam did that. I don't know what the gate was, I bet it was in the millions. Right. Um, You know, so, you got that. I mean, you. I mean, you got all the stuff like you know. Apparently, like JYD, Bill Watts, and and Mid, you know Mid South <laughs> just complete all disasters running those Superdome shows. Like that last second Jericho, or sorry, that last second Goldberg Georgia Dome Nitro was a disaster because they didn't, that building's only halfway full, right? Yep. Um, like Russell, all the WrestleManias, all the standard WrestleManias have all been failures. They didn't sell them all out. Like sell out or get the fuck on. It's right. like. And then people are throwing out like these fake, you know, WWE attendance numbers. Like, nah, man. Yeah, like, they're going to be using a lot of fake even, numbers even to try the to fake like numbers aren't even sellouts. Right. There, there's going to be a lot of fake numbers being just positioned against. And I don't know if AW does fake or real numbers. Um, I I feel like they've done real numbers. Um, up to now, and until, unless like proven otherwise, like I I don't think that's a thing that they've they've really done. Kind of they like, don't ever really tell attendance. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But I, I think either way, this is set to be a massive show. I think it's important not to like lose that and yep. all this stuff. Like it's going to be um, like a complete step up. For, and, and this com- this company, in a lot of ways, was launched on defying conventional wisdom. Like right, and so like I look at it like, why can't they do it again? So yeah, that's uh, true. They did kind of start with like four guys saying, "Hey, let's let's." Let's try to sell out a ten thousand seat building with no TV. It happened. So it's like when when people can like latch on to what they feel like is a movement, a lot of things get more powerful, and that's like in all walks of life. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I guess from there we get to. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about uh, the AEW um, shows, or do you want to get to uh, it, or it, New Japan? Oh, I want to do New Japan. We haven't we haven't talked about New okay. Japan in quite a minute. Um, and the uh, Sakura Genesis show just happened. Uh, I was sitting home Saturday morning, and I had nothing to do. Um, so I was like. Well, why don't I just like pop this show on? I was spoiled on the main event already, but uh, and and I think the Mercedes match as well. But I was like, yeah, I gotta watch this anyway, so I want to just throw it on. So threw it on. I watched like the the big five match. Apparently, they did some bullet club angle where they kind of kicked ELP out, uh, I believe. 
Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it. I only heard reports of it. It's basically like um, ELP was like trying to hand, you know, something off to a kid. Um, Finley basically snatched it from the kid and threw it into the crowd. And then and then ELP like handed his shirt to the kid. Uh, and I guess Finley missed it. And then there was, you know, like slaps or slaps to the face for tags. And then eventually, like after the match, um, EOP and Phantasma like we're about to go at it. Kenta is trying to break him up. He seems like he's acting like he's on EOP side, and then he drops EOP, and then um, I think Kenta also lays out Hikaleo. So um, kind of leaving the dividing lines of what's going on, or not Hikaleo. Um, Ishimori laid out somebody. I think Ishimori actually turned on EOP as well, um, and then they also turned on someone else that was in there. But yeah, the gist of it is. Finley is is the more or less the leader. Um, I think he wants to call it the Rebel Club instead of Bullet Club, and mm. um, gotta be careful with that, by the way. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, and you know ELP is on his way towards you know baby facery, which you know is about time. Yeah, um, I I don't know if anyone said this on air. Uh, like I I think ELP and Logan Paul are somehow kin. They um, look kind of similar, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um i pretty much focused on the last five matches um so i guess we can start with uh mercedes monet uh defending against azumi and hazuki uh three-way match for iw gp women's championship uh this match was excellent yeah um it's a great match between those three um now while i'm watching it i'm looking at them like and then you know at one point they end up getting sasha and or Sasha running corner to corner uh, into both of them. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize there was such a difference in p- speed and pace between and have less than between like the three people in the ring. Um, and then you're watching, you know, and you're watching them like, you know, we've seen them, you know, they playing dozens of all their matches and you're like, all right. So like, it's one thing to, to kind of have an idea as far as, you know, technically, you know, who's crisper, faster, more athletic, and looks more, you know, um, dynamic in the ring. It's another thing to actually see it, see the proof. And, um, yeah, like, Azumi and Azuki look like technically better trained wrestlers than Sasha. Now, that doesn't mean that, like, you know, like, that doesn't matter, right? Like, we've seen tons of guys have great matches that, like, or tons of people that are like you know far less athletic blah 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 you can sell the drama you you know it's a match is a match right like say what you want to about Miz we've seen Matt we've seen Miz be in position where he's had great matches or people cared about and that were actually legitimately great regardless of his skill level and or whatever else depends on how you present yourself how whatever you're trying to get done and Sasha's you know is from my opinion and I think your opinion as well the best woman's wrestler this this country's ever produced as far as in-ring talent but you see them in the ring and you're looking at like you're just looking at it and you're like oh She's a level, she's a step behind. Um, and obviously, like I, you were seeing, I saw people um, say, "Oh, she's 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 keeping up and everything." As far as like people thinking, like for some reason, like Azumi and Hazuki were trying to embarrass her, and it's like, well, we're, I'm trying to have a good match. If I if we if we do the thing where like I'm trying to prove something, then like I'm gonna have a worse match by comparison. That'd be stupid. It's it's a dance. I need a dance right. partner to be like in the same thing with me. But like you're just watching, you're like, okay, so those two more, you know look, you know, better than her or whatever else. But um, it was super fun. It was cool to see uh, Sasha try, you know, in a different element. 
um, than what we've seen from her. Because even the match with Kyrie was a, a lot like her typical, you know, big match. Um, with a few, you know, thing, things added to it for oomph. But, yeah, like, that was nothing out of her uh, comfort zone. This was, and, like, I thought she acquitted herself quite nicely. Um, and, you know, now... And that his match is over and she retained a title. We're going to get the match that like a lot of people really want to see. Like you get a horsewoman in the ring with one of the three daughters of stardom. And like, there are no restrictions and time limits or of, of those sorts. They just go out there and just do whatever they want. And um, I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Um, as far as match, like I, I thought Hazuki was the best person to match. Uh, I thought Sasha was number three, but I, I thought she still looked good. Um, they all look good in, in the match. And yeah. it was like, you know, I, I think the doubting of Mercedes has to like stop at some point because I think she's going to show up and do her thing. Um, and the more that, you know, if, if she, she gets more chances at this, I think she's going to be just fine. Um, she's obviously bringing a lot of fan support in. And I think that as far as this match goes, like, I, you know, I, I'm still kind of wondering, like, you know, if they pinned Izumi anyway, you know, why was Hazuki in here? Were they trying to, like, like just ensure, like, you know, like, I, I, I don't know, I, like, like, were they trying to carry her? Like, what was the deal here? So once I saw that, my, 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 um, what do you call it? My spider scissors went off and, you know. Like, Hazuki did beat Julia in the first night of Grand Prix last year. She hadn't got a title shot. At the beginning of the year, this year, Hazuki came out, was wearing red gear all throughout uh, the beginning of uh, Triangle Derby. And, you know, they gave her the Kamatani match. And I think that was more because it's like, we haven't given her a title shot in so long, and Kamatani really needs a banger match to kind of get people off of her. Um, throw her in there, and what do you know? <laughs> right? But, um... Yeah, like that's still there. Um, and I, you know, the after this Yokohama show on the 23rd, like basically two weeks later, they're doing a pay per view in Fukuoka where Hazuki um, is from, right? So, like, I've seen the posters for uh, that they put out for the show, promotional posters, and like one is FWC together and the other one is Micah, both all three from Fukuoka. Mm-hmm. It will make it will make sense that. You know, one or two of them are in red belt, white belt matches. So, like, I, I think that the whole point was, like, get her in there, get her, you know, shined up and have Azumi take the pin because Azumi can take the pin. And Hazuki doesn't get pinned. And you can then, you know, say that, like, we have protected this person as potentially a challenger in a couple, in a month or whatever else. A month from now. I, I, that's, what, that's, what, that's what my immediate, like, you know, uh, spider sense went off. Because, I you know, I thought that, like, Micah, before... Basically, anybody that was any kind of star and stardom basically like lost in the in the uh, Shinoda tournament. I was like, it feels like Hazuki or Micah could win this, and then like they get their title shot. Now that the, you know the title matches were already set for Yokohama, like get it, get their t- match at Fukuoka. Um, I guess that's you know they decided to still do that without using Cinderella for it. Yeah. Um. It. You know, in the match, like I, I think it's rare uh, that Mercedes shows up, and I think she's number three on the gear chart. Um. <laughs> I, I, I think I like their gear more than Hazuki's because Hazuki's is, is basically, you know, since 2019 has been on a template. I like the, yeah. the color, the color dynamic stuff she's done with it lately. Um, but I, yeah, Azumi did outdo her with the gear. I, I also did like um, seeing, you know, some of the. Uh, 
the Mercedes fans tweeting about the level of physicality that was going on. I was like, yes. brother, this was nothing. Why? No. Like, this was no. light. Right, right. Like there was a. I saw someone say, I think you said it to me, you're like, wow, this is like this match is on 1.5 speed. And to me, I was like, to me, this is like a high speed match on, on 0.8. But okay. <laughs> so, so I was, you know, it just depends on what, you, what you've ever seen before around here. Be like, careful this, was, this wasn't with exactly it. like Natsuki Tayo and, and uh, Leon. Right, right. I was going to say, be careful with, the, with them uh, outlets that got Bell with an extra E on them. Like, uh, so they, they don't be, you know. Is swift sometimes, but um, yeah, there was a. I think there was one of them that um showed Hazuki like you know clubbing uh, uh Mercedes with the bows, yeah, and all that. And uh, you know, it, and she wasn't I, even hitting I, I, her like in the in the neck at that point in time, she was just hitting her like like Sasha had an arm up, she was hitting her here, and I was like, let them hit, let them hit. I promise, fine. she's yeah. okay, yeah, she's, she's perfectly okay. fine. These weren't like you know, she wouldn't even hit her in the neck or head. And like people that people that you know, I guess they're just not they're just not used to seeing like women wrestle physically. It's is or it's weird. It's like y'all just saw that with Sasha and uh, Charlotte, not Sasha Charlotte, but uh, Charlotte and Rhea the other day. Let's you know let's let's get her in there with Shuri next and, and see and see what it hits for. Man, the first time you get that that cravat, that cravat, and then roll into a snapmare, and then she <laughs> Sasha. And that and right here, with and, you know, with the oh, the show you with the chest kicks late in the match. I mean, yeah, 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 that, that can would happen. Be... But I'm, I'm just talking about like the, at the beginning, like they'll just you know roll you over and just hit you, and it sounds like a gun goes off in that bitch. Oh my god, yeah. like that. She has. I mean, Mayu will give her one of those probably in the match. Um, yeah, we, obviously we, Mayu we doesn't hit nearly that. as hard as uh, uh, Shuri does, but she hits, she hits hard. With kicks. Um, you, you mentioned uh, one of the three daughters of Stardom versus a horsewoman. Uh, Mayu Iwatani got in the ring, laid down the official challenge uh, for uh, Mayu, caught a slap for her troubles. Uh, I believe Mercedes also called her a bitch. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, called herself the princess of Japan. Uh, Which was hilarious. I popped. Yeah. Uh, I was like, do, do you mean Empress or I, I, whatever? Nah. Whatever. Whatever. It's still funny. No. Nah. But, um, you know, they, they set this match up and, you know, James, you know, they're this this show is going to be on 423. Yep. Um, I, I, I see there are some people that are um, calling for this, the main event. What are what are your uh, your thoughts on this? Should you don't know what you're talking about. Their- no disrespect. Like, it, like I, I, I get why you would think that that could be a main event match, but it is not. It absolutely is not. And like. From coming from like, I didn't know what it was coming from about it. I didn't know until I talked to uh, <laughs> until I talked to Keem. Keem was like, "It's come from exactly who you think it's come from." I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> but like the from that group of people, I would suggest that like the thing that you have used for years to just to, to rightfully say, "Hey, this company is not treating Sa- uh, Sasha Banks correctly or position her correctly compared to how over she is." Typing your Google Trends. Pull up your Google Trends, type in Mercedes Monet, type in Tam Nakano, type in Julia, turn it to Japan, and then type go to last year, last 90 days, and then see the gigantic difference in popularity in Japan. And remember, this show is happening in Yokohama Arena. That's why those two are going to main event the fucking show, not her. 
It, it just, I'm sorry. No. Quite simple, actually. It's quite, yeah. Like, look, look. If you and if you think like it's some, you know, it's some weird thing, I would say to you, like you can go pull up Russell, uh, Russell King the Twelve, and they had they 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 were just to accommodate people's feelings. They said that there was a two main event show, and the and the first main event happened to be Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, and then the main event was Naito versus Okada. It was there's only ever one main event ever. Don't you ever Chris, forget this? They, Chris they, Jericho it, that claims that shit is a main. Chris Jericho claims that shit is a main event of this day. Cause he's a worker. <laughs> he's a carny too, right? <laughs> so yeah, man, like it's 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 fine. They're gonna go on. They're gonna have a match. You know, double main event great. one, you know. Right. Maybe they can do that, and then they'll, you know, they're like, oh okay. But Rich, it's not even going on second. I think it's going. On, I think it's going on third from the top. Gotcha. I think Kamatani and Mina's going on second from second from the top. Mm. Now, you can have a debate on about that if you want to. The but the main event, nah, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> like, uh, like, look, there are people that you know, we talk to, like Niagara Driver, um, even Keen, and they feel like Julian Tamer, like LeBron, like peak LeBron, carrying the, uh, this card as far as juice, uh, mm-hmm. as far as storyline, uh, you know compelling you to want to watch this like don't even don't make a mistake like the show is absolutely loaded like they're going to go on a run and, and like their last eight matches all are matches we'll be like you will be, you'll be surprised if they all got four stars that's how loaded this up this card is but as far as like the storyline drama and storytelling it's the reason why it's called you know all-star grand queendom it's an all-star game um so yeah like it's gonna be a lot of fun and you know i i really want to see mercedes versus mayu I think that'll be great. I don't care who wins, um, but it'll be great. And like, there's going to be just a slew of great matches. And I think this could, I think this could be the best show of the year that we get based on this, this lineup, but um, we'll see. So up next, we have the uh, New Japan World Television title match. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Shota Umino in 13 minutes and 35 seconds. And James, mm-hmm. I know Shota Umino has had his detractors. He's had up and down performances. Maybe that has to do with some of his matchups. Um, I, I was going to say that, too. Uh, maybe. Just a, just a suggestion there. Um, but I before we throw this young man in the bin like some of you have allow me to reach into that bin and pick up, um, you know, where, where, you know, in a situation where I, uh, you know, you know, and buying low, you know, I'm getting in on the ground floor with this young man. Um, I thought this match was excellent. I thought this was like, uh, even a level higher than, I think this might've been my favorite match of the night. Love the match. Um, before we get to the match, he should have won too. Shota comes out, and he, you know, obviously, you know, Death Riders comes out, and they, they get him basically walking through like the, uh, the the concourse area before you get to before you get out there. And I'm watching. And I'm like, you know, I I was there just a few months ago. And I was like, wait a second, he's doing the the walkout thing like Mosley. That's really cool. And he comes out amongst the fans, and he, you know, he's wearing the all white. He has a jacket. And everything, and I'm just like, they gotta try. I see why they're trying because they gotta try. Once you have interest like this, um, and like he's so pert, and like 
you know, the crowd is taking to him and he's walking around and then, he, you know, he's handing stuff off to the kids at ringside. You got, you're going to have to try it with the fucking guy. You're going to have to. Uh, so, but getting to, or do you have thoughts on that or do you want to get to the match? Uh, no, like, I, I think I'm more like, you know, the, the entrance to me was the entrance, but like how I saw like him, like moving around the ring, it was reminiscent of like, you know, his performance at Forbidden Door. It was just like, he's got a motor, like he's intense. He hits hard. Like he's structuring the matches, like around these great near falls. And I, I you know, I, I think you got to give Zach some credit on that too. And, you know, him and Zach were in there like hitting. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what, what it was, um, you know, that, that has plagued him uh, inconsistency wise, but he is a young wrestler still trying to figure it all out. But, um, I think he, I think you got to keep this guy in the rotation of that. Like, you know, uh, like, like how you keep Sammy Guevara going kind of in AW, how you keep Jungle Boy going. Like, like these are guys you're going to lean on in the future. Shota Umino is absolutely that. Like, especially when I look at, look at the, the youth class of, of New Japan, like mm-hmm. you, like you cannot afford to like fuck him up. Right. I agree. Um, so as far as the match, love the match as well. And I, you know, once he hit the death rider, I for sure because they, they, they tease like he just wasn't going to be able to hit it and then he was going to lose he was able to hit it and then he fucking hits it at the end and then they kick out at 2.99 and I was like <sighs> um yeah Sabres a great champion in this format he really is and has been and um he continues but whether it's whether it's uh Ren whether it's Shota maybe it's maybe it's you know Suji when he comes back or whatever else like one of these young dudes is going to catch him and like the crowd's going to pop crazy for it yeah yeah, I, I was into this match heavily. So, um, yeah, yeah. After this, that, this was like, in a way, this match is the matches weren't the same, but as far as like uh, the pacing and everything, it reminded me a lot of like that that um, Russell Kingdom match that Saber had with Ishii, where it was like it was like twelve minutes and it was like sprint, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like Saber's really good at sprints, really, really fucking good at sprints, and it's like to the point where it's like maybe. This should be his, this is my preferred style for him over even like the stuff he's done with Osprey, which is incredible. Like I enjoy him going out there and saying we're just going to throw all this shit in a short amount of time. We're just going to hit hard, move fast, and like the transitions in and out of stuff will be just lightning quick. Lightning quick. It's he's really fucking good in this format. He really has been. Up next, uh, IWGP Tag Team Championships. Aussie Open defeats Bishamon. Um, in just over 15 minutes, uh, and, and for the IWGP uh, Tag Team Championships, this one was sensational as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, was very happy to see Aussie Open win. Uh, they were getting big, big, big chance from Rio <laughs> You know, how, however, Mayu Atani says it. Yeah, I'm right. glad she, did, she didn't say the building when she came out. But she knew um, she knew she was going like nah, you ain't finna get me to stumble right here. I know where I'm at. That's what that's all it's she. Time, it's say. time for it's time for not to put the goofy Mayu aside that botches stuff. You can't tell if it's on purpose or not. It's time to like just focus in in front of this in front of you know new company. I'm not gonna fuck it up. I'm not even gonna do it. So yeah, yep. But um, the the whole you know arena was um was into these guys and um Ozzy open it, chance on multiple occasions. Bishop, absolute studs. Yeah. Um, 
think about their last couple months. Like they won that belt from FTR. They had the World Tag League before that, and they also, um, I think they they were working. No, nah, this this is a little far back, but um, like they've been excellent. They beat Okada and Tanahashi recently. Yep. Um, and you know, it was time for Aussie Open to finally win something. Mm-hmm. I think, and um. I, I thought this was a great match. Like just like down the stretch, as hot as a match can get, essentially. And, and this is only fifteen minutes. This match, so yeah, and, uh, serve me this. In like the first third of the match, Kyle Fletcher does a moonsault off the top rope, goes to the floor. He ends up. Um, the spot was kind of weird. He's obviously like he's a lot taller than the guys he's supposed to catch him. He ends up uh, landing on his feet and over rotating, bouncing backwards. His head gets split on the uh, on the metal barricade. And it's bad. Like, he split open the back of his head, and he split open, like, by his ear, and blood's draining everywhere. And uh, he had to tag out to let uh, Davis buy some time to, to you know, wrestle the match and then have him get bandaged up by whoever it was because we couldn't see on camera who was bandaging up. And when mm-hmm. he got back on the apron, it, the, bandage, the bandaging looked so bad, I was like, it, it looks like Gretel Khan did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he's, he's bandaged up, and then he's bleeding through the bandage, and the blood's still pouring from his ear, and I'm wondering if he, you know, if his ear's half detached or not, I can't tell. And um, he, he, he got back in there, and he went out there and got destroyed and was surviving. The crowd kept getting hotter and hotter for him, and yeah, man, like, Fletcher's, what, 24? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, has a, he has a lot of a potential. A lot of potential. Like, he's at that stage where, like, he doesn't have, like, a great body yet, he, and he can, there's still time for that and everything, but he has the height and the frame for it. Um, and he already has, like, you know, he's already wrestles in a way that's, like, makes him dynamic even for his height. Like, he could be a player. I don't and know what his promo game is like, but in the ring, he could definitely be a player in the future. Mark Davis bought a lot of goodwill through that New Japan Cup run. Uh, a lot of people were a fan of the dump truck uh, <laughs> gang, as they call him. I mean, and um, tag league yeah. they got over because yeah. they were great in tag league. Like we, you know, I didn't, I don't ever watch tag league. The only thing I ever hear about it that comes out of tag league is who won, which leads to who's going to Wrestle Kingdom. I kept, I heard stuff about how great they were consistently throughout that tournament. And they didn't win, but yeah, that now that they're here, and then it, it makes sense that like you end up getting the Aussie, the Aussie Open chance, and the Aussie, yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie chance. Yeah, was really into it. Um, junior Championship match: Hiromu Takahashi defeats Robbie Eagles just over twenty-one minutes. Uh, retains the belt. Hiromu's um, trying to embark on this legendary junior title reign um, right now, like you think about a lot of the times when he's had the belt, he's always had it for a shorter time than you think. So um, this is fresh off that Leo Rush match, and he is going to be whooping all ass uh, pretty much for the foreseeable future. Uh, they they like had me bit. They had me bite on uh, the submission? submission at the yes. end. I yes. was like, hold on, they about to do this, and then they did not do that. Um, <laughs> and Hiromu got the win. Yeah, Um I I was pleasantly surprised by this match. Um, you know, to hear that it went to the match with Hiromu with a knee injury, and then the way that um, Eagles just you know more or less just took apart his knee in different ways. He just worked over it like just just put on a clinic on his knee, and um, Hiromu sold and sold and sold and was awesome selling. And you can see the pain on this dude, and 
and the and the way his movement was changed uh, and shaped by the injuries that happened and some of the I and some of the risks he calculated risks he took to survive because like, um, I think it was a four fifty or a shooting star or whatever else and after his knee had been worked over and over again, like, and Hiromu has to put the knees up to survive. And they're both just in a world of hurt between uh, Eagle's bad knees and Hiromu's, I'm sorry, uh, Eagle's bad ribs and Hiromu's, like, damaged knees. And then, you know, they get to that point where, like, Hiromu's, like, he's going to try to go for, like, a time bomb off of the second rope. And, like, Robbie turns into a second rope reverse Ronda that drops Hiromu right on his head. And then he goes back to, like, the Ron Middle special, uh, the inverted uh, figure four, and Romu was like s- doing the the Dragon Lee like tap one time, and then don't tap again, and you, you get by into it, and he's screaming and, and just in agony and crawling, and he gets close to the ropes, he lays him grab the ropes, and then after that long fight to get to the ropes, he Eagles pulls him back to the ropes and then slaps it on again, and he you know hyper extends, and and Romu is screaming and screaming, you're like oh my god, he's gonna tap, like Robbie's gonna win his fucking belt, and then he turned you, you know. Um, Hiromu turns it into a, a uh, roll up to get out of it, and then you know, by the end, he ends up, uh, I think you know, Hiromu is in the win, but like it was great. It was, you know, for a match, it wasn't like you know, by Hiromu's standards and prime, was like some super crazy match. This was a great classical cruiserweight match of just like give a bad leg and sell it. And like, how are you going to be able to deal with all this stuff? You know, trying to do all these athletic things with a bad knee. And I thought he did a great job. Um, and I thought that, um, Robbie, like Robbie was getting over. They're beating up this dude that sells all that merch there. And he's out here getting this chant over Robbie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Like it, yeah. Hey man, like this, uh, this, all these Aussie guys, all of them over on the show. All of them. At the United empire. <laughs> I tell y'all, like it's, it's been my favorite unit from their inception, essentially, and it's paying off. Um, but main event, Sonata taking on Kazushko Okada. The main event defeats him for the IWGP World Heavyweight Title in just over twenty six fifty eight. Um, you know, and this is the result of Sonata winning that New Japan Cup. Um, and he comes in with the, the new unit, the new haircut, the new gear, the new fresh music, face, the no beard, uh, kind of looking just like completely like flip the, the, the script on, <laughs> you know, he just looks like a new person essentially like that, yeah. that just came in and replaced whatever the, his old self was. It looks um, like somebody that wants to try to be a star again. <laughs> um so like uh they had a really good match uh sonata ended up winning it sonata got a very positive reaction really over um and you know i there there's nothing that you could say in that you know respect but here's the other side At the end of the day it's sonata um is it the most exciting decision in the world I don't know. I can't answer that. However, um, I see the way they got it set up for him in the, in the out and the fallout of this. Right. And, um, you know, when evil won that shit, he fought the same guy that, that her Sonata's about to fight. Something um, tells me that match will be a thousand times better. Don't you so, think? 
So it, 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 I was like, huh? I was like, so they're gonna give him Hiromu. It's like, all right, there's no real danger there or anything like that. But you just all you got to do is just have a great match. And then I thought I was like, I was actually talking with Josh today. I was like, they treating Hiromu Takahashi like he's Sean Waltman. Like, <laughs> in the night, like, yeah, you can't have a fucking good match with him. You're fucking done in this town, Jack. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously the Lij uh, connection, former connection there. Um, this would be interesting. I mean, you know, let, let let's see what Sonata can do with it. Look, you know, not my favorite guy or anything, but you know, whatever. Let let's see what he can do with it. O- Okada as a champion is like this status quo thing that I don't know if it necessarily makes New Japan any bigger right now by Okada just having the championship, like you know, at all times. Um, let's see what Sonata can do. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it, especially like seeing the reaction that he got. I don't know like what this means for forbidden door or anything. Obviously dominion still has to happen. A lot of people think this can be one of those, uh, you know, put it on them short reigns and get it back to him. Yeah. Yeah. People think that can happen. Um, that would surprise me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, him going into forbidden door is interesting. I think it makes Okada a thousand times more interesting, uh, at forbidden door than yeah. it would have been otherwise. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, if they never do a Sonata Naito title match, they could easily do that at the dome next year. They can easily do that. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that's their second for the top match. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, I've always liked Sonata a lot more than you have. Um, I, while completely understanding all the criticism he has about his pacing and whether or not he has a top gear, whether you know whether or not he even like wrestles under the impression that there is a thing called urgency, I'm, I'm with all that, and you know, I'm, I, I, I get all of it. But I watch that dude move in the ring, and I'm just like, and I see his look, and I'm just like, and I see how the crowd takes to him, like. You gotta try. Like if 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 we are past the point that we're like we just cannot get AJ Styles, Kenny Omega's, um, Will Ospreys or whatever else, and Jay Weiss out the door, and you got to try to make new stars. I don't I I don't know who else you go get on that roster to try this with. And, and then also you throw in the part where it's like if you're gonna try with Evil, you then the bar is so low you gotta try, you may as well try with any damn body. Look, let's try with Tomohiro Ishii next. Let, let's do it since, since since we done peeled the scab back, since we done kicked the door in, since we smoked the weed already, since we lit the cigarette. Let's however you know type of type of thing we did. Let's let's get let's get Tomohiro Ishii certified for his career. Drop that shit the next day. I don't give a fuck. See now. After all that time, now I see what this is all really about. You are still on this agenda to get Tomohiro eat the fucking belts. <laughs> a never-ending agenda. A never-ending story, James. Another one. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because obviously, if you ask me who I'd rather be champion, yeah, Ishii. Well, that, how does that work with the domestic crowd? I don't know. If I, I seriously doubt he is as over as Sonata. But uh, yeah, man, I think that um, the just four guys and the just five guys thing... Uh, has really taken to the crowd and like in a way like when you when you see like the Noah Budokan Hall shows and you would see like them doing like the VTRs and you see like the guy sitting down and talking like this guy seeing Sonata in the suit fresh face with the glasses and the shorter hair black hair this is the guy that can be on the main event VTRs that guy with the with the fucking blonde hair and the beard could not have been 
Um, he just looks so much more something like you actually take more serious at the main event level. Not to say that like his skill has changed. He more or less wrestles the same, except for uh, having a uh, uh, his new finish. finisher. Yeah. But yeah, he just um, he just looks like a brand new guy. He really does, and he looks like a more serious guy. Um, and you know there are questions to be asked about like the level of um, the level ever he was put into this thing when like he was you know they sent him out there to Yokohama Arena for the uh, Lij versus Congo stuff and he's losing and he's losing. So yeah, I mean, they 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 cycled him down to cycle to get him revamp and cycle back up, and like he beat Naito, and now he's beating Okada, and let's see where this goes. I think that I think he's going to do better than people that that have those rules, the Jimmy criticism about him. I think he's going to do better than what even they would expect. I really do. I, but I, like you, I do agree. I think this will be a short term run. Yeah, because like. Him beating Okada and or excuse me, Naito and Okada already, it kind of strangely resembles that evil thing where it's like, all right, you did the Naito and Okada match, except in like, reverse, right? But it's like, all right, um, shit, who do they give you now? Like, and like, you know, maybe you give Naito or Okada down the road, yeah, like maybe that's the answer, just like it was last time, yeah. But, um, you, you look around the roster, it's like, all right, Goto is freed up. Do you give Goto a championship match? Like, and then I don't it's think like, it, I don't think you want to do that. I don't think you'll do it on um, Big Show. Like, if you, like that, like that's definitely not happening at Dominion. <laughs> like, that's man. like that, that's like a power struggle last match. <laughs> right. So I'm looking around. and I'm just like, hmm. I wonder. And, and then it, it brings up that that New Japan roster, like the need to get more new people going. So yeah, um, I, I can't hate it from that perspective. Um, like as far as like you know, elite like. At least they didn't get the bright idea to put it back on evil or some oh shit God. like that. So, so, so as far as just five guys in the in the faction as a whole, I would like I would like to see Taichi get a shot. That I was going to talk about Taichi. Okay. So, Taichi during the match, you can hear him banging on the mat, encouraging Sonata to go. And I'm like, this, the, like the amount of lazy this fucking guy was, like in 2018 to 2019, and it changing. It's like night and day to where like he was just there and he was like almost like this dis uh, what do you call it a disassociated malcontent that didn't want to just wanted to just get a check and leave and be lazy and not do shit and like the Tekker thing has totally turned this thing around to where like he cares about like his roster or his faction mates or whatever else and obviously you know with with all Japan like he has he, I'm sure he has some old history with with uh, Sonata going back. Wait to some shit that I've never even heard about at all Japan. Whatever, <laughs> not, not even, I'm, not, I'm sure there is there. I'm not. I'm not going to go to search it up, search it first forward, or whatever else. But like, yeah, um, he was genuinely happy for that dude, and like the way they reacted was like that's a you know that's a pop or pop potential uh, potassel potential tag team down the line um, as well. And like you know, I, I just like the faction. It makes sense. Um, you know, they got two dudes that can that can you throw in a man of his slide at a certain time. They got the guy that they put to the championship spot right now. Um and like Doki can go out there and go crazy and Taka is the is the is a stick guy. Like no. it's if this this faction is gonna work out. Like, you know, TMDK is gonna work out too. Um I, I just like what I like how they've changed some of the status quo stuff around New Japan. Is and it's not anything groundbreaking or anything like this is altering. It's not like it's it's not like it's Naito leaving Lij or anything like that. But right, right. I like how they changed the roster. Now you have fresher matchups. 
um, to, to be able to get, you know, actually some tension on like a Shingo Sonata match or, or like, yeah. um, you know, even the Bullet Club stuff, like with the guy just like, they're going to do a, a ELP Finley match and like, you put some heat on that, like they're going to have a, they're going to have a good ass match because like Finley does have good matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, New Japan, awesome show um, for yeah. all the stuff I saw. Um, then, you know, their undercard stuff is, you know, the tag stuff's there. But um, as far as like those top five, that was like nothing that to complain was- about. That was a solid afternoon uh, of pro wrestling. Like yes, that was, was like very solid, very good, like high level. Like this might sneak on its sneak on the show of the year list right here. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to look at it up against uh, Russell Kingdom, but I think this is the better show. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have to got, think about. I have like to look, five, but I like, think really it is great matches here. So, uh, yeah. I'd have to look at it. But yeah, that, that's totally possible. Yeah. Um, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. But uh, let's let's switch gears here. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since, you know, uh, we, we got to cover an AEW here, but... um. It's been pretty interesting uh, with, with some of the stuff that's going on here. Uh, as far as dynamite, uh, this we dynamite happened in Long Island, um, so we know what that means. It's MJF country, so <laughs> it's uh, Bret Hart in Bizarre Canada, world. Bizarro World, correct? Um, uh, we opened up uh, in that uh, we started with a match between Ricky Starks and Juice Robinson that never happened because we got the debut of Jay Whiteo. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to Jay. Yeah, let's talk about Jay White and then I got there's something I got to address in the in the in the uh chat. But yeah, Jay White shows up um and the crowd popped big for him and, and, he then he him and, and then you know, him and Juice like beat the hell out of uh Ricky Starks and Honestly, like I think that's a nice program for Jay White coming in, Ricky Starks. I really do, because um, you know, like their characters are, will play off each other very well. Um, and then, like Jay White is level of wrestler to where like he can he can hide some of the some of the stuff that's missing out of Ricky's game in the ring. So I think they can. I think like that actually works out really well for both of them. Actually, yep. Uh, I, I think Jay White, Jay White already got off to a blazing start with me. He he just stopped the Ricky Stars versus Juice Robinson match before it even happened. Uh, so shout out to Jay White for doing that. Uh, maybe this is a a new Jay White that likes to please Rich Latta. Who knows? Um, so don't, I, don't I guess, get too far ahead of yourself. You know, Let's never know. Like, but I guess we should talk about that. So Jay White signing with AEW over WWE. Um. 
people have put out these different uh, things with this hiring freeze that's going on with the sale, uh, them not really being as uh, talkative with Jay White in the process. Tony Khan swoops in, um, grabs this guy, and I'm sure he didn't come in cheap. Um, you know, this guy is a former two-time IWGP heavyweight champion. Um, I think he's going to get a decent push. Uh, and you know, he could, you know, he's puts himself right in that class. Like the, like those early thirties guys that they have, like he's, his experience is, is pretty much any of them, uh, especially in big mass situations. I mean, um, technically he's more experienced than even Adam page. Right. Right. And it's like, uh, all right, well, um, <laughs> you know, let, let's see what he has. Um, uh, you know, I, it would have been, there would have been part of me that would have been, you know, I, I think I, had thought he was going to go to WWE and you know his he was kind of tailor made for WWE uh in a sense but uh it it would have been part of it that was sad that he would have been like 30 years old headed immediately into retirement so if you can stave that off for a couple of years cool cuz there's lots of cool stuff you can do with Jay White here in, in this promotion like tons of over baby faces he's also a heel that doesn't have a problem being a heel that you can like really like carve his his section there of being a fucking bad guy against people that people love and he'll yeah. you know he'll roll with it like he's not trying to do the, the double reaction shit uh right. that i'm starting to get very sick of like across the board in professional wrestling but um you know his new japan time was uh, it was very hard on him up and down like i maybe that was a lot of had to do with typecasting like you know it, it was just who 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 he was being expected to be. I don't think he comes into AEW with that same pressure. So maybe it'll allow Jay White to be seen in a different light by a lot of people, maybe even by myself. Um, like he's not being handed the keys to the kingdom, like essentially like before mm-hmm. his time. Um, so I don't know. Um, I, I'm I'm positive on him coming in and. You know, let's see. Let's see what he does. And until he starts drifting into old habits, I'm going to kind of give him you know, some rope here because he, he's got all fresh opponents now. Um, that's There's not like, you know, movies and tons of tape on w- what he's done with all these these other guys. And um, he's, he's he has a big reputation, too. Like, everyone's talked about him as this great promo and stuff. So he's got some stuff to, to live up to as well. Yeah, um, I'm with you on the thing of, like, giving him uh, giving him rope. On, and this is being a, uh, a fresh lease on life for him. Um, being in AW because, as you mentioned, fresh matchups and also the thing that cannot be, or the thing that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to forget is like when he came in and he came in AW and wrestled on on shows. It's he wrestled without the bullshit and the Bullet Club and Gato and all the and all the you know rolling out the ring and powdering and wasting fucking time. He got busy and got to wrestling, and I and that was like one of the more that was one of the more, my more fun moments with Jay White. Was watching him just come in the ring, wrestle the match, not be on this bullshit. If you want to cheat at the end because you're a heel or whatever else with a dick kick or whatever else, I understand it. But like, you're going to give me mostly what I want to see out of an AEW match. And if he's going to do that, I have no, I have no problems with him being here. But the second he gets a heater coming out here and starts cheating these matches and bringing that Bullet Club shit over here, that's when I'm going to be like, see, here you go. Uh, but you know. Whether it's given what the track record is so far in AEW, I have no reason for those concerns so far. I, but 
you know, so it's a clean slate for me right now. It's a clean slate. Get him and um, I'm gonna get him and uh, MJF in the same promotion. I I think that's gonna be pretty interesting as far as like the heel debates. Uh, it was a better heel and you know shit like that, and see see who actually like would win out. Uh, and all these mm-hmm. like we're, we're we're gonna get we don't have to you know <laughs> you know imagine them elsewhere. Um, but New Japan loses this guy. AJ told he, him too. Yeah. New, New Japan loses this guy uh, to, admittedly, one of their p- business partners. I wonder what the uh, what the what the dynamic is there. Um, I think it was kind of well known that Jay White was unhappy to a certain degree uh, in New Japan. Of course, he kind of started traveling over there less. There was a lot of stuff to happen mid pandemic that made his run strange, to say the least. Um, this indirectly or this directly doesn't have anything to do with uh jay white but we heard about him and juice and the traveling and how much they hated it and what was illuminating obviously i don't know how much of his real or the way it was described obviously he was in the middle of cutting this passionate promo but like when osprey cut that promo about his uh at the press conference for russell kingdom about two omega talked about how he was basically in a fucking small box in quarantine for what a week or two or whatever else while he had to watch from a from a video watching his friend be buried there is something to that from a human perspective uh that those guys had to go through that we that we have not seen we were not told about or not it wasn't scribed you know and and flushed out ways as far as the quarantine process there because look look they do have those uh what they call them um those capsule hotel rooms and bro, them things is not big. Them things are smaller than penitentiary uh, rooms. Uh, so the prison room. So like, there is, there is, you know, like, to do June, all that just to wrestle. Jay, and then like, you got to start asking my will in the future. Yeah, yeah, potentially. All but these I, guys yeah, potentially yeah, yeah, yeah. making their way in. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, to me, it always, you know, given the, the what you know what was happening with the build and everything to Wrestle Kingdom this year. It, and you know, it seemed like Jay White wanted out, and it's and you know, and a, apparently it had to be known that he was he was leaving, um, and you know, he went out and did business the right way on the way out, you know, put guys over, and um, yeah, I think that um, obviously you know, obviously if it becomes like everybody fucking goes over there, then it just there have to be a stopping point as far as putting right. it down and saying we're, not, we're done fucking working with you. But, like, I think there are cases where it's like, this person was going to America and it had nothing to do with, with you know, Tony Khan meddling or... and stealing talent. Like, you know, uh, I, it's a place where he was, he, was, he was not going to be wrestling here anymore and he decided to work with our partner and, you know, we still have the history with him and he, hell, he'll help sell, he'll help buy some subscriptions when we do Forbidden Door or whatever else and we can move on. You know, it's it's right. It's like it's like all right. Would you rather him, you know, lose him to WWE, or you never see him again, or like you know, there there's a couple times a year, you know, he could, he could you know come over and help you out still, like potentially. I, yeah. I don't know, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know which one you take, like in, in that situation, but um, you know. Anyway, uh, uh, we'll, we'll uh, see so what happens. With we move, so we so now that we're moved on from the from the uh, Jay White thing. Let me go back to this chat, the thing that I saw. I saw King of the North. That was it King of the North? Who who mentioned that that fucking terrible match I did not want to see? Uh somebody in this chat mentioned now what do they do? Uh Sonata versus Jake Lee. 
Somebody said that. Who said that? Come forth. Who who the fuck said that? Sonata and Jake Lee, Kings of Puro. Look, man. Don't don't be don't be don't be putting that kind of shit into the chat. Like that's 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 the negativity we don't need. See, I'm almost derailed. We were in the middle of we were in the middle of like giving you like a good clippable segment. I almost derailed it because I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the pit the brakes. I had to stop myself from doing it. Pull over. Yeah. Yeah, don't 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 do that to us. Don't do that to us. We're here to entertain you. Don't don't make it harder for us. So so yeah. Um yeah, man. Um yeah, King of North did say that shit. He came forward. He, he confessed. He confessed to his crimes. <laughs> Good on you, be honest. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, nah, that don't ever put that shit. Look, I was saying this when uh cause you know, apparently they're teasing a, a cross promotional uh, show between all Japan, New Japan, and Noah. And I had said to Josh, if like if I'm all Japan, I don't want to be on no show that got Jake Lee on it again. Like I just, we just got out that business, and we're doing much better without him. Why, why, why would I want him on one of on a show that that's got our name on it again? Like no, 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 do not enter. Right, know. right, right. So, so, so yeah, man. So after that, we had um Tony Schiavone he was backstage with Jericho. I uh, talked about Adam Cole's match uh, in the post-match celebration last week. It went on and on and on. Uh, Cole had punked out uh, Daniel Garcia, but he had to you know, put a stop to the disrespect. Uh, then all of a sudden, Keith Lee shows up um, a tad bit lighter um, and, you know, full, still the full gray beard, uh, gray hair and all that. And he talked about Jericho's disrespect. They showed to many in AEW. Uh, Keith Lee challenged Jericho for Milwaukee uh, this coming week. Uh, and he's going to show him a thing or two about respect. Jericho was kind of, he's like, nah, man, I don't want no parts, and he just backed up. Uh, so we got Keith Lee versus Jericho next week. Um, and then there's something else that, you know, could possibly happen here. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, but that's an interesting match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this all going to play, all of them going to play into each other, these matches that Swerve and Keith Lee both have. Uh, or, or, let me rephrase this. It should they should because otherwise, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I have no information um, on anything regarding Swerve and Keith Lee's feud. I'm watching like everyone else, so <laughs> uh, I'm just going to let it let it ride. But um, uh, you know, as far King of the North says, are we bringing back the never count out Chris Jericho clip on Wednesday? You know. Maybe you know, definitely. You know, like you know, they they come out here here and ball out. You know, there are a lot of people with Jericho derangement syndrome that that uh, overtake you know the timelines at various times, and uh, I have no problem setting these people straight. uh, You know, with the actual correct analysis uh, on Chris Jericho uh, and and what he's done. Um, Actually, our boy uh, MP has sent me some some tweet from a guy. With a terrible Twitter account oh that said um, AEW's moved past the need for Chris Jericho, and uh, you dig more into the comments of it and talk about how he buried Ricky Starks and all this he stuff, or, Ricky or, or, or Ricky Starks gained nothing or some shit like that. I was like, hold on, guy, um, let's just look at a cage match page. So you telling me that Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho, then beat his entire unit one by one? Then beat Chris Jericho again, but somehow this is Jericho's 
like Jericho has affected this man negatively. Yeah. I can only describe it as delusion. <coughs> Derangement. <laughs> really weird, man. Really weird. Um, House Black made their interests. Um, then they're going to defend the trio's belts against Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. This was a nice little sprint uh, in the second half of this. And uh, I thought this was uh, pretty cool seeing Trent drop off, get dropped off by Sue, uh, or the whole group get dropped off by Sue as yeah. a recurring character. Um, and, you know, there was a nice little Orange Cassidy Buddy Matthews thing that actually um, was a preview of something that ended up getting set up. I actually watched Rampage and Battle of the Bells both up in the ratings uh, this week. Um, I saw that. Why do you think that was? Uh, they were live. Okay. Um, but um, House of Black ended up getting a win here. Um, and, you know, nothing too notable here. But I uh, enjoyed the match. match. Um, yeah. I, I, I was slightly disappointed because, like, Sue was there. So I figured, like, Sue was going to come out at some point, and that And then Julia Hart was going to miss Sue. But, you know... Whatever, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, no NBA this week either. Okay, yeah. And also the term ended, so there was nothing on a Friday night to, you know. So that's going to be awesome when the, when the playoffs start, and then... Oh, yes. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> uh, after that, uh, we had Excalibur thrown into a video of Christian Cage, uh, who hasn't been seen since Revolution, so came up out the dirt, Christian Cage, has emerged from the crack smoke. Uh, and he's sitting there with Luchasaurus and have this red lighting in the background. And I saw people starting to throw these theories of of Edge and all oh, this stuff. God. I'm like, I'm like, look, man, y'all gotta stop with this lighting lore, bro. I I don't know, man. I look, I hope not. Um, I but, just think that what wasn't uh when Luchasaurus basically turned into Kane, wasn't, wasn't his backdrop bread too? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really what all it was. But you know what? Don't it would not surprise me the slightest if Adam Copeland was all elite. You've heard me make that joke before. I can see them, I can see I can see Edge and Christian begin to tag team in AEW and basically being like, look, you tried this with the Hardys, except we can actually still do this. Man. Um after that, we got Jamie Hayter uh taking on Riho for the women's championship. Another solid match here between these two. I believe their last match was actually in Long Island as well, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow! Um, so uh, you know this, uh, you know this rule also. I was yeah, I thought it was very good. I thought it was very good, um, and yeah, just, just big girl, little girl, and little girl has to bring out some physicality and take a pounding from the big girl. I thought this was really good. Unfortunately, Rio did not bring the pipe. Uh, that she she wanted to uh, engage in proper competition. Um, you see that she actually uh, she she put on the pole for like should she bring the pipe down? Yes, I did. I'm aware of the pipe lore. Indeed, she did not take the pipe with her, James. Um, oh man, maybe she should have. Maybe she should have brought the pipe. You know, it it pops me every single time. So she should. That she should bring it down like how Karushita brings down the Kindle stick. Yeah. Look, or like Asha Khan brings down like that that like dumpster thing. Yeah, I'm telling you like bring now, like, like since like you know 
her weapon has been assigned to her, you know, maybe like in AW5 forever, like, you know, remember the WCW NWO games, like Sting sometimes would start to match with the bat. You know, you would get people that start to ring like uh, uh, Raven would start to start to match with a stop sign. Um, La Parker would start with the chair. You know, Riho can start with the pipe. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. Why not? Run it. Um, after that, uh, Renee was backstage with the outcasts, uh, basically congratulated Jamie in a mocking fashion. Um, and you know, Ruby Soho said, don't get comfortable. One of us is going to be the next champion. Renee tried to ask, um, you know, who it would be. Uh, but Soraya was like, no, you're not going to try to try to, you know, I'm friends with you. You're not going to ask this question and try to try to start no dissension or whatever. So, um, after that, we got, uh, Angela Parker, Jake Hager, Matt Menard. Matt Menard was dressed like making a difference fat too, uh, with that jacket on. And um, <laughs> I didn't put I, that together when I first saw it. I was like, "Is that like the is that like the jacket that Martin wore on, on like the show entrance?" Bro, it looks like it. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I was just like, I just saw the colors, and I was like, "Is this like what is this invoking?" But like, you're right, it is making a difference. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Masscaster uh, did did a rap. Uh, came out uh, and he was run down Jericho talked about George Santos and the cocaine bear stuff. And um, they did like a, like an eight man tag essentially. Uh, or it basically said uh, we're setting up an eight man tag for rampage. Uh, but you know, we're not actually joining you guys. So um, they showed MJF getting the key to the city um, for, of Oyster Bay, uh, which is on long Island. Uh, MJF said it's one of the proudest days of his life. And we got MJF Day. Um, so after that, we got like, it was a video package, and it rolled into this. Uh, Justin Roberts uh, showed a full swing band on stage. MJF came out in a, in a white tuxedo, pretty much the same thing he had uh, in that singing video with Chris Jericho. He did. Um, he sang a song uh, called "Pennies from Heaven." Um, I I don't know what that is. This is this is way above my pay grade. Apparently, um, it's some Rack Pat song, so whatever. Um, then uh, the whole like uh, you know the you know uh, MJF was singing this for minutes and minutes and minutes on end, and um, he came and uh, went to the ring, I believe, at one point with it, um, and then he like went back uh, and yeah, he came. He went to the ring and he cut a promo talk where he basically aired out one of his old teachers, which probably wasn't work, but whatever. It was great. Yeah. He he brought out the mayor and the mayor got booed or the supervisor of the town, something like that. Um, And uh, he basically said he deserves this. Real quick. I don't know if it was Taz or Shivani, but he was getting booed and he just powered through and he was great while uh, this this uh, this person was handing the key to city. He was great while dealing with the booze and as he walked out, like either it was Taz or Shivani, I don't know who it was, but he was like, this dude has a great future as a hill manager. <laughs> it popped this shit out of me. Because that man, the way that man like went through them booze was like, this shit don't faze me. I do this. Right. right. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he basically told the fans a story. Said it's not a village and origin story. It's not lore. So MJF tapped into podcasts like these. I assume um, does the, the the teacher story as I mentioned, um, and the, all this took a really long time. Like, and I was like tapping to watch. 
I was like, hey, man. Really? Yeah, I was happy to watch, for oh, sure. Oh, God. Especially during the song stuff. I was like, oh, right, my let's, God. Let's, he was great it. during that thing. I, 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 I was like, well, let's get it going, man. Like, I, I, I loved the whole thing. I, I thought he was great. And, like, what do you want? Another match with two people that work? Like, I, 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 thought, I thought this was great. I thought this was one of the more entertaining things on the entire show. Uh, like, Maybe it's maybe it's too indulgent is what you're saying. I don't know. But like I thought that like the performance thing, the crowd was super into it. He's actually singing and performing well. It's a live is a live crowd doing the whole thing. Or sorry, a live uh band doing the thing. Then he goes to the uh uh the ring and then cuts that promo on on an old teacher, which is like er, this is one thing I always enjoyed about like when people talk about I'm not I don't even, I'm not I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put police to the side the military to the side and like the way we like deify these people as if they're not actually people that you went to high school with and you like would tell these people that you absolutely would not like want to trust with a hamster or all of a sudden do in, in charge of this stuff but like we know people that are teachers and we know some of the things in their lives that are, that are going on and we're like the, when people talk about like how important these teachers are and I'm I'm like I'm sure some of them are I know some of these people that are teachers and like I would never want my kids being taught by these people. But anyway, so so and we always hear about like teachers, how awful some of the teachers are to students or whatever else. And like that never gets brought up as far as like, you know, how many times have you ever heard stories from anybody about like this teacher told me I was gonna make it? This a successful person, like this person this teacher told me I was gonna make it. How in the world do we have yeah. all the successful people that ever made it being told they weren't gonna make it? What happened to the people that weren't even successful? They were told yeah. the same thing. Why do all these teachers suck? There was a uh, a great Rick Ross line that inca- captures everything you're talking about. He simply said, "My teacher told me that I'd be a piece of shit." Seen him the other day driving a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like was it uh fifty on uh if I can't? He's like, I- I'm the dropout that made more money than his teachers. Like, yeah, like that stuff happens all the time where these teachers are just fucking mean and whatever else and just shitty the kids. So it's like. That was a super relatable thing. Like, I'm not saying exactly like Austin, you know, beating up Vince because that's beating up your boss and that, that kind of catharsis, but it's like, it ain't too dissimilar. We've all heard people, we all heard of our friends being treated like shit by teachers or, or even ourselves being treated like shit by teachers for no reason. So yeah, aired her ass out. The crowd popped like crazy. And I was like, if he ever does actually go baby face, it's going to work. And we've known this for a while, but it's like, why fight it? Why fight it? So um, he went back to the stage, but um, someone smashed the cymbals behind his ear, and there was a guy in a mask. I was like, hold on, who is yep. this? And then uh, he rips it off his Jungle Boy, uh, and they run it, essentially. Um, uh, MJF like uh, kind of got some control, then Jungle Boy was getting booed for this. Um, and then they got separated by the agents and security. Uh, then they part kind of like the Red Sea, and then Sammy Guevara's music hits, and it's time for his match, and the belt's laying right in the middle or whatever, and he comes out. Like, this was, like, really creative how they shot this. Like, I think anybody, any other promotion would have fucked this up majorly, like, as far as, like, the positioning, the the timing, all this shit. It would like, no, it would have been a clusterfuck. They would have fucked it up because they would have changed too many camera shots as opposed, as opposed to just leaving it on the one fucking camera. Yeah. Um, and you know, Sammy comes out, picks the belt up. Actually, I, I you know was, what? That was great. After 2013 TLC, when uh, Orton beat Cena 
um, by handcuffing him to the rope. He's going to climb. Jer- uh, Orton <laughs> then grabs, snatches him, and throws him down. There was the Raw the next day where, like, on the stage, they had Daniel Bryan and John Cena basically, like, side by, you know, off the sides. And then Orton comes down, comes out last, and he holds up both belts in both of, his fa- uh, both of their faces and walks down to the ramp. So WWE even has done something like this before, and it was well done. But, like, I don't know if it's, like, they don't even do it that well now or whatever else. But, yeah, like, it was it was a very good shot. It was a very good shot. Yeah, so um, so Sammy comes out, um, picks the belt up, which is funny. Uh, a lot of people were pissed at that. Um, Got to get some heat. And, and he took on Commander, um, and man, flips, rope walks. There's there a lot of rope walking. Commander got a like he got a. Was add it a only more. rope walking? Walking? Because yeah. I think by the fifth time I was like, "All right, nigga, come on, man. <laughs> what what like, what else you got?" Is this is this all? This, this is this is go to move. Love like it. when the time when 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 adversity strikes, this man's going to get to get up onto a turnbuckle and then walk his ass on the rope and then jump off that bitch. And then yeah. by the end of it, he did so many times that the last time he does it, he's in. Well, he catches a super kick, right? Uh, he caught a. I think he caught a knee, if I'm not mistaken. And it was no, he caught a jumping filthy. knee. That's right. He jumped. It he did filthy. it. He came off to the floor and then caught a jumping knee. Stop jumping. That's how your ass got in that situation. Sammy was great in this match, and it was like this has been a part of like a multi-week thing with him, where it's like, all right, let's 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 show you or whatever. So he, he beats Commander um, with, with the um, the GTH, and um, he cuts the he cuts a promo after the uh, the match, and he gets booed big time. Um, but he, I thought this was a really good promo. A lot of people didn't like this promo and maybe I'm the Sammy Guevara defense squad on this. The, but, the um, words were really good. The delivery was not... Uh, there is a... There's a delivery issue with him as far as like he seems like it seems like he doesn't actually want to cut promos. He's just there to, and cuts them. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is but like it just comes out like there's no... There's no like passion to actually cut them. It, it's mm-hmm. weird. Uh, it seems almost detached while he's cutting while he's cutting these promos that make that lay out like his foundational, you know, like reasons for why he does not, or fundamental reasons why he like, you know, dislikes this dude, which are all legitimate. Um, it, it's just it's kind of weird. I, I don't know if it's a thing where like maybe. We never really seen him as a babyface for long, so I don't know if that's this is the way he does it as a heel or not. I can't tell. So like, but he, he comes off he, like as if he he comes off like I don't want to say uh, what's the word when he talks on the vlog and talks about AEW being a family and stuff or, or, or not the vlog. He was being, great on the, the reality show. show. the The reality show episode two was like built around him. He does here. Okay, so when he does the stuff that's not like on screen on AEW live television. He comes off as genuine. When he does it on screen, he he feels like a he feels like a phony. Even mm-hmm. though it's all fake, we know this. It just doesn't feel the same way. I don't know. So but, he start he started yeah. it with a line that popped me. He's like, "What y'all booing for? You know, I did something the world champion do- doesn't doesn't ever do wrestle." Like <laughs> I was screaming when he said that. Um, he said, "What what the hell is this? American Idol?" Um, he said, um, you know, the last time I fought this dude, you know, uh, you know, I had you beat when we wrestled, 
Uh, but Sean Spears in a chair beat me. Like these are all all legit things. He said yeah, MJF's pillar was built by the others. Like he brought up everything MJF kind of left out of that one promo. But talking about Cody, talking about Jericho, and uh, you know other shit like that. Uh, he said he never sold his soul, or MJF sold his soul to be a pillar. Something he'll never do. Uh, he's not going to stop, so he's a double world champion, blah, blah, blah. But like, I, I thought it was a, you know, I was into it. I was like, all right, let, let's let's go. Let, 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 let's get a ball rolling. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's funny because last week, and I don't think we talked about this last week, but last week, you know, they did the uh, the MJF and Jungle Boy, you know, face-to-face promo thing. That one was awesome, and, too. Um, you know, MJF is skipping rope with kayfabe, talking about how, like, you know, we had this match was so great, and I thought we were actually, uh, you know, someone I could see as an equal. And I, you know, what I you remember what I said to you backstage, and I'm like, hold on, that match ended when you hit him with a fucking ring. Why were we all talking backstage? Stop doing this shit, MJF. Um, so yeah, like it's a, uh, you know, Jungle Boy it, was awesome in his response, and, yes, and the it, crowd yes, it wanted was. wanted to get on. It sounded like they were this close to getting on him, and then when he like he fired up the right way, they got behind him. Yeah. And then MJF did that line that he does with, with people like he did to Yuta. It was like, oh, it's about time he finally cut a great promo, kid. I'm like, I hate yep. when he does that line. I hate when he does that line. It, 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 it serves no purpose. It doesn't help anything. Like, it completely undercuts what the babyface is saying. Like, if you're going to cut him off, cut him off during your match, not in the middle of the promo. But whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I it, MJF with this pillar stuff. Outside of my critique of saying stop playing, stop fucking with kayfabe, stop bringing kayfabe, like he's doing really good work with these guys and and bringing them out to try to, to try to bring out you know things about them and it's working very very well with uh, Jungle Boy. Um, I think the content was there with like with the Guevara things you said. I just the crowd just one didn't want to hear because they're in Bizarro World and also like yeah. his, he has delivery issues. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the Darby stuff though. That's what I'm really waiting for. Yeah. So we got Hook and Ethan Page uh, for the FTW title. Um, I have no memory of this. I can't. I can't even cap. Except uh, Matt Hardy turned on Ethan Page at the end. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not really much there. Um, <laughs> so um, they threw it back. They made the uh, to introduce Nigel McGuinness, uh, who was backstage with Tony Khan. Tony Khan said before AEW was founded, four pioneers, Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega put on a show called All In, the biggest independent wrestling show of all time. Five years later, AEW is going to make their London debut uh, August 27th, Sunday, and they brought in Adam Cole, who's the the designated uh, Tony Khan uh, surrogate yeah. uh, for any of these announcements now. Because uh, he did so, last year with Forbidden Door. Yeah, and he did the the, the show for the, uh, the the All Access show. He did that one, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. So, uh, after that... Um, <laughs> did Adam Cole basically take over the duties that Cody would have had? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Got the reality show. I didn't think about that part, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that, we got Blackpool Combat Club uh, squashing geeks, killing them, uh, and then uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, they get on the mic. Uh, Danielson starts uh, going on about how there are no real professional wrestlers anywhere, and everyone's amateurs. And he kept repeating the word amateur over and over again. Uh, myself, you know, I, I'm not somebody that would repeat something over and over again. Uh, but Danielson went ahead and, and was doing that over and over again. Um, 
and he um there were a lot of people saying that he was stealing the the uh, hypothetical material that CM Punk would would say or whatever um in a feud with the elite um they um basically you know i i i heard this i was like all right we're we're doing the elite aren't real wrestlers thing again okay <laughs> i thought that was last decade but apparently not um after that they're heels uh, they're yeah. ex wwe guys yeah, they're getting they're getting heat on the AEW crowd by saying the thing that would annoy the fuck out of AEW crowds. I don't see the problem. Do you really think Daniel Bryan actually thinks Kenny Omega's not a real fucking wrestler? No, stop getting worked. Like, <laughs> relax, it's fine. Um, I thought it was, and also like it ties into, or not ties into, but it reminds me of what he was doing. When he was doing the People Champion thing in 2018, 19, where it's like he'll say a word and repeat it. Like when he was telling, uh, he was going to the crowds and talking to them about like how they're shitty is destroying the ozone layer. And he's like, impotent, change it. And he kept saying amateur and like, you know, and fickle. Yeah. Fickle. He did say fickle as well. Um, it reminded me, it, it reminded me of that. And you know, there's always that part of, um, playing to that, like that AEW versus WWE thing. When you have Cesaro Moxley and, and them and like, they're the Blackpool combat club and they're do, doing the quote unquote catch wrestling or whatever else. Like I can see why he's calling these dudes. He's doing that for the heat. And like, obviously they're going to go out there and they're going to have great matches. And after that, they'll go from there. But like the matchups are awesome. And, um, I think that Danielson like did the whole thing about like, you know, I went to go see my family. And then I, I think he's more or less like the sentiment was general sentiment was like, this is also my family too. I'm back and we've been to beat these things ass. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. And I just can't wait to these matches. And, um, you know, we're going to get uh blood and guts with Kenny Omega in it or whatever else I believe. And like, I'm happy to see that. And we're going to see more Danielson and Omega. I'm happy to see that. So, this um i forgot what happened but some some reason hangman page gives a bright idea to bring his country ass out there and um (laughs) he decided to to fight four deranged people by himself and got whooped did you see what claudio did to him Claudio just, like, just pick him up out of the air. Like. Claudio just grabbed him and then corralled him to the corner so the rest of them could just stomp his ass out. That <laughs> was great. It's like, bro, you know, you know how much I love Cesaro since his turn to heal. He's just like, think I'm just gonna grab you and let the rest of them beat the shit out of you. Like you ain't gonna, Yo. you thought you was gonna beat all of us? No, get grabbed, get stomped. Bro, this man came out there like <laughs> I don't know if that man had a hit of the Jack Daniels ahead of time. Like I don't know. I don't know what made him walk out there like that was like a bad decision, a very bad decision. He was trying to prove something. I, I hope he, I hope he was able to, you know, I hope he proved it, whatever it was, because whatever it was was dumb. There's something I didn't understand, definitely. Yeah, like he, he came out there. They, um, uh, this man pulls out a fucking uh, a screwdriver, yes, uh, and jams it into. I don't know his eye. Maybe we couldn't I, see I couldn't, what I he's couldn't tell. in, but it was just to freak people out in the live audience. It worked. Yeah. So, um, they fucked that man up. Like that. That yeah. shit is like 
don't ever do no shit like that again, Hank Man. Like the, they gave him a horse, a horseman style beatdown. Like I was, you know, I was saying to Rich, like they may as well have broke his broke his uh, arm and or broke his leg and been like, how about it now, Paige? <laughs> they beat the shit out that man. Yeah, like that's like that's all. He even think, like, this man even think I'm gonna come down there with a weapon. He's like, nah, I'm gonna handle this with, my, with, with, with no weapons. I'm Batman. All right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Batman had a utility belt. You just have a belt buckle. <laughs> and that shit looked like a championship belt buckle. So uh, uh, w- one thing um, that he was saying was going on about BC being the professionals and stuff like that. And Paige doesn't have anyone who loves them uh, as much as the BCC. So like um, there was someone BC this week where they were, they were, it was only a seven minute BTE um, this week. So on Rampage, uh, Brandon Color cut a really good promo, actually. And he was like, you know, what do you do, you know, when the people that stand up to the bullies are gone or whatever? And then it's like, it, it was like this serious kind of like kind of promo. It was like, you know, him and Nakazawa were, were there in the locker the elite locker room. And they were the only two there or whatever, because obviously Kenny been taken out. The Bucks are injured. Hangman got took out, and then they announced that Nakazawa and Cutler are going to fight um, Moxley and, I believe, Claudio next week. And it showed them watching this segment, uh, the Bucks, on BTE this week, where he was talking about nobody loves him. And then before you know the final shot, they showed Matt in the, the arm kind of joint for, I guess, the bicep thing. And then they cut back to it after. And they showed that shit still sitting on the couch, but they had got up and left. So I think the Bucks are coming back this week. So um, angle alert there. So we'll see. I, look for for Nakazawa and, and Cutler's sake. They better, otherwise, Aspen to be whooped quickly. I, I just hope that that Nakazawa and Cutler take it easy on these gentlemen. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You okay. Know, they, they, <laughs> You know, they, they basically, you know, let them know, hey, we can do this the easy way or the hard way, you know, however you yeah. want to do it, you know. You know how you know how hard I would laugh if, he, if one of them actually said that shit to Claudio. We can do this however you want to up there, pal. Yes, yes. Six foot five guy. Oh man! Is Cutler still in the face mask? Uh, I didn't think he saw one. No, no, he's he's. I don't think he has any more. But all right, he might he might just want to you know throw that on just in case. Yeah. Uh, but after that, uh, we got the main event of this show: uh, FTR versus the Guns and James. Um, th- this was for the AW World Tag Team Championships, by the way. If FTR lost, they would be out of AW. <sighs> unfortunately, it did not go my way on this one. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately uh, the guns were stolen from. Um, but before that, we got a legendary entrance uh, in, in wrestling, and there's no other way to, to quantify this. There are people that have, have gone on the internet and talked about how, how wrong this was or they didn't like this. I'm here to let you know those people are wrong. This interest was shot 
they show up in New York City with the Miniman theme. No idea they were going to do this. They shoot this shit in this this rotating camera and like this one spotlight. These dudes look like absolute stars uh, doing this. They look like I 94 was, Shawn Michaels. They did not look I don't stars. give a fuck what they look like. Like, they, like these boys look like big time. That was a big time entrance. Like that shit was uh, like. Okay. That it, shit was, the was sensational. Great. The entrance was great. And then they came out and then you're like, oh, the crowd is not making any noise for them. They're singing just to the song. Um. So then, so now, do you want to get to the match? No, I I, I still want to talk I, about. I, I wouldn't want to get to the match either. Right after I say someone like a stars out there, and then seconds later went out there and looked like Jags. So uh, they came out there. This crowd was singing this song, and they they were playing the edited version of this. And uh, did anybody go back to see if any of the guns were singing the words? Oh, if, I'm sure. If, if, if I, any in bombs sure got was... dropped, one of them. Look, I'm sure you were not going to catch that, but I think everyone can put it all together. I mean, uh, I don't know. In, in, I just, in, you know, it's something that comes time. across in mind of like, why do, why come there's no, you know, the most popular genre of music is hip hop. How come, or is rap? How come like these, these like wrestlers don't come down to rap? Well, cause of stuff like that. <laughs> Fuck around and, and ruin it and ruin it for everybody. Cause you don't know how to, how to act. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. They, um, they did not uh, come out here and, 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 sl- and get caught slipping, uh, but the crowd was handling it for them. Um, <laughs> so, um, they um, came out and uh, you know I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and I, I guess my my thing with this is um, you know a lot of people saying saying this shouldn't be the guns using. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, man. Like if if you don't w- want white people to be involved in hip hop, I think you should just come out front and say that. I don't um, think it's a. I don't think it's a continual thing. I think it's a one-off. Not right, right. I think it's a one-off. But I'm saying, like, as far as far as this, like, you don't, you don't, you didn't want to see the Gun Brothers do this or anything like that. I'm like, all right, if you don't That's want also white part people of the be, heat. All right, you don't want white people to be involved in hip hop. Just say that. Like, I, I, I think you know. I think that the two paces out of the tube on that one, we can't exactly like tell them they can't enjoy this too. Like, I, I, I don't think it's you know. I don't think it's a situation like GCW where they were coming out here uh, ju- just stealing blatantly. I think you know I I, I don't I don't have um, you know I don't have the reservations. I, I'm pretty sure that they paid to, to license that song, right. so I, I don't think there's that issue there. Um, I thought that you know this is great, um, and then match started, and <laughs> there were funny things that happened in it. Um, I thought that. The touch of them trying to get themselves DQ'd was great. Uh, I thought. I don't know they, how that made sense though. Like, was the rule that they had to win the belts, or otherwise they have to leave, or was that they had to win, otherwise they had to leave? Because I was I was unaware of what what it was it, exactly was the stipulation. It was titles versus careers, so like you had to win the belts. It, so I I kind of feel like if you're gonna do a title versus career match in your AEW, you kind of can't let the heels get out by trying to cheat to get out because that'd be fucking preposterous. That's why but then they, they but then that's but then they do it and that you know what happens with me when I watch that I'm like, wait, why would you do that? That makes no sense. That is because, preposterous. Because they're they're such assholes they tried to bully the referee into DQing them like and the referee was like, nah, you're not doing that shit. That was supposed to make you like it. Yeah, but it just makes me think this is that doesn't help. Like I understand the ref isn't going to do that, but like I, I mean, I watch Japanese wrestling. The refs don't GQ people have cheating all the fucking time either. It's like 
for me, I was just like, that doesn't first. I see why it works for some people. For me, it was like the idea that that could even happen is like so ridiculous. Like if you're going to do a career versus titles match and they have to win the titles or go the fuck home, then like DQs has to kind of be thrown out the window, period. One would I, think if this was a company well, that, you know, I, I don't, th- I don't think the heels like adhere to that. I think, you know, the whole deal with them is like, they're going to try everything. No, I, I'm not saying it. it's, I'm not saying it's on the hill or the hills are idiots for trying it. I'm saying that the Tony Khan is a kayfabe dumb promoter for even allowing that to be even possible. You, you know what I'm saying now? By saying I, like that, it's however you want to look at it. Like because like I mean it works it works because it works. I, mean, I will say so this: like, that's given how, like, I'm given not how take it off the aver- table. Well, given how absolutely average that match was, the crowd did pop for that, so it, it th- so it did work. But I'm but in my mind, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, that was possible? They could actually have DQ'd them on that. That'd have been one of the lamest fucking finishes ever. But they whatever, like. I also was like, when I see stuff like that, it makes me like, don't do that shit because somewhere down the line, like, that's a WWE finish waiting to happen. Someone lose their career by fucking DQ. That's and that is fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, like, I want to lose my way out, but I don't do no jobs. Like, that seems like some tr- that's that's how Triple H would have lost his career. Ain't <laughs> even allowed to continue. Some shit like that. Like, bro, get that nasty shit out of here. That is dumb. Beat people or leave. Like. That in-between stuff is so wishy-washy and so unsatisfying, and I get it, they're heels, but it's like, come on, man. Like, you get them that kind of heat, and then to what end does anybody actually get, like, a payoff at, on the back end that FTR is now, you know, in WWE in that situation? Obviously, they didn't do it. I'm just saying, like, if they were to play it through and actually really do it, they're like, uh, okay, so why is that? Why are we even doing that? Even teasing it. But you can go on. Well, they tease it for the, you know, FTR winning essentially thwarting all that shit um ftr won um this wasn't a great match or anything i was like you know just kind of watching it ho-hum um but it wasn't ftr yeah ftr wins the titles um and they finally get what they want they they got the belts uh, and did not have to beat the acclaim to do so it's exactly what i called it to be like the second it happened the, the FTR non um, can can have this, and now the the cool thing is, FTR got to defend those tag team belts. I don't want to hear about no trios matches that you're trying to have. I don't want to hear about no no singles Dax Harwood. No, you're going to defend them tag team championships. Go ahead out there and do and do so. You know, I, I don't want to hear how you're trying to trying to put yourself in the main event, Dax, and, and, and in a, in a trios match. You know, I, I, I don't want to hear what happened. I don't want to hear when Dax Harwood is being interviewed talking about he wants to be on Wembley Stadium in a in a in a trios match and shit uh, for the you know, with CM Punk and, and the elite. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear it, buddy. No, nah, you, 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 you cried about these belts. You, you created a goddamn conspiracy and all that. Go ahead. Defend those, you know, stop trying to put yourself in trios now, you know. Stop, stop trying to put Kenny Omega back in trios. Nah, man. We, you know, you, 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 you chose. You know, you chose. You, you defend the belts. You go out there two on two and run so, it. Has like Dax done a podcast since like you know of appearing to have resigned with with uh, AEW and basically like been like, hey man, like all the stuff I've said before, like it just work. 
It's fake. I think he said something to the effect of. I think he said something to the event of uh, this was all sealed a long time ago, and like Tony Khan oh, understands think? FTR more than Vince McMahon does, and I was like, I could have told y'all this months ago, right. like, <laughs> and it's like we all knew that, and that's the reason why we like think you're insufferable because you keep crying while knowing this. Yeah, you know, you know, maybe maybe we can get them out there. You know, they can have a rematch with the Gun Brothers. You know, we can get we can line up Butcher and the Blade for these boys. Um, you know, who 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 are some other tag teams that, that can stand to get, get a look? I'm not helping you in this bit. <laughs> you on your own. <laughs> like, there's only right now, as far as a big match they could do, would be them versus the Acclaim. Uh, they have the uh, Acclaim have that victory over them. They go get that back. We're going to see if they want that smoke. That's and by the smoke, disgusting. I mean by how the crowd's going to re- not react to them compared to the acclaimed. I don't think they'll not get reacted to. No, no I mean, as far as like, it'll be like some 40, 60 shit, and they won't mm. like it while they're both baby faces. That's what I mean. Like, they'll get a reaction, but like, they clearly did this maneuver around getting the belts back without having to face them yet. It's like this was. There's no fucking reason for the guns to ever hold those belts. Yeah, I I will say though, the, I think the guns um elevated their 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 profile a little bit. I think they got over to to a certain degree um in this in this little time with the belts and um I think most people saw them as like just this nothing team before. I don't think you can say that now and really have credibility at this point. Okay. Where are the Lucha Bros? They are the ROH tag team champions. So when they're going to face FTR and do a unif- unification match, or you get both, they're not I find that way unif- more intriguing than anything the Guns have ever done. What I, I'm not necessarily comparing the Guns to the Lucha Brothers, though. Like I'm saying, the Guns to, well, my, to well, literally nothing. Like people thought of them as nothing. I think it's impossible to think of them as nothing uh, now. That's true. It's easy to be it's easy to be very dismissive of 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 you know. It's very be easy dismissive of them, and yes, they have shown that they they have a pulse. Yes, that's nice. Like, but this is AEW, this is tag team wrestling, and like the idea that like the heat is they fucking don't deserve at any point to ever have those belts is the heat. And now there's going with them is like, all right, now what? Like what are we doing? Are you just gonna be on rampage now? Are you going back to dark? I don't know. But like I'd rather see the acclaimed, I'd rather see whatever tag teams they just pull out their ass and create out of singles that uh that turn into a tag team from here on out than whatever the guns were doing in programs with against FTR or whoever else. And it's like, all right, so like we move the um we move the Lucha Bros to to ROH, like when we, you know, to do this gun thing. Like the, obviously a bunch of stuff was going on, but it's like you think of like what it's similar to like 2004 Olympic team, right? Where it's like, all right, yeah, they end up going in and get they didn't go in and getting bronze. And you think of like the confluence of all the play all the top players in the game were out the in 2004 to not be to make this happen to where they could get the bronze medal is like okay no kobe no Shaq, no uh kg only duncan only iverson no ray allen no paul pierce it, it's like that it's like wait a second where are the young bucks oh hurt okay where are the lucha bros oh hurt uh dante just broke his knee or broke his leg and you start going out of the list and it's like Oh, so this is a reminder like the tag teams, the tag team division was in the dregs and that's why they end up with these things so they could actually do this. And it's like, I don't remember, I'm not going to look back on this fondly, even if they have acquitted themselves fondly. Like they, they, whatever, this is just a waste of time. 
it, and another reason to like avoid FTR having to face the acclaim without the crowd like turning on them, taking the belts off them. And now like they'll have the match and like they'll retain and beat them, but it'll be like, well, they already were the champs. And they didn't and people won't see like what happened to avoid that. Like it's good, it's sneaky booking, is is whatever else, but like it's also like I would have liked to have seen how they would have overcame that kind of adversity, but you know, they ducked smoke. They ducked smoke. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was me. Uh, I would have kept the um, the belts on the number one merch sellers <laughs> in the company. Personally, I would have just had them beat FTR. Uh, I mean, they did beat FTR before, but um, th- I don't know. Yeah, I, it's um, there's there, oh, there is also something to be said about like. FTR behind the scenes do believe in the guns. So this could have been a situation mm-hmm. like the, the young buzz basically. It's so like the IZWGP tag team was like, Hey, like they offered this to us, but how about we give these to you instead for a certain amount of time or to give you that shot. And like the, they're sorry. Uh, FTR basically like, look, we could have these belts right now. Let's give it to the guns. We believe in them to an extent. And we want to do this little program with them. Uh, and that's fine. But, like, that's fine and nice of them, you know, as friends of them. But, like, as far as a fan watching, don't do that shit ever again. Like, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I, I got to say, I did like the promos um, leading up to this. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the match. The, the match didn't match. What, what you got? So, um, I wonder I wonder what uh I don't know what Dave gave that match. I, I would be interested to see what it, what what he went on that. But um mm-hmm. but Mark Briscoe came out, celebrated uh with uh FCR. Um so other happenings in AW Rampage. Um they had a match uh with Darby Allen taking on Lee Moriarty, Darby got the win. Um This also, Rampage? Yeah. Okay. Um, at the end of that, uh, Swerve had made it. They played a, a Swerve video before that, saying, "Hey, there's been a merger, or whatever, and uh, you know we own 51 percent of something." And uh, but you'll see soon. And then after the match, Darby Allen is walking up um, uh, the the ramp backwards, which is always a tip off um, to to some shit happening. And then Swerve comes out, kind of stares at him, smiles, tries to shake his hand, but Darby's like not really receptive. Brian Cage jumps out of nowhere looking like double the size he ever has. <laughs> like <laughs> it just fucking jumps on Darby's head and, and Brian Cage and Darby have had a lot of issues, but we find out that uh and Prince Nana, I believe, comes out. Swerve has merged Mogul Affiliates with the embassy. I believe Parker will be returning uh when he's clear from his injury and uh he's gonna have Khan, he's gonna have uh, Brian Cage, who have Tolioni, and they've got them six man belts. Swerve is, uh, you know, and Prince Nato is like the manager. Swerve looks like he's, you know, the leader here. And then there's, um, uh, th- there's one other thing I'm privy of, which I'll just, I'll just leave there. Um, but, uh, that's kind of like a new unit, and it's like mobile affiliates is like kind of absorbed. Uh, them. So it's like the, the tree goes, is like Tully Blanchard Enterprises into the embassy into mogul affiliates like all been folded into each other mm-hmm. kind of so um okay so first off the second you add brian cage we we have made this thing 
we've given this thing life in a way that like we did not have before with mobile affiliates. Like Parker being pocket Brock Lesnar, it's not gonna work. But whatever, he'll figure it out eventually, or he won't, or whatever. <clears throat> um, the other dude, Trench, didn't see not him sure. much. Not sure. Sorry, not sure if he's returning. Okay, yeah. So either way, didn't see enough to know one way or the other. Uh, so Brian Cage, Brian Cage, one of the better wrestlers in the world. Like so. <laughs> I think it's gonna work out with him just being I think a, Parker will be under a the, big muscle goon, huh? Parker will be under the the cage learning tree, one would hope. Potentially, yeah. I can see that. Um so yeah, like this is off to like going from like the NBC from those two dudes to NBC is a huge upgrade. Huge upgrade. So I'm happy for him. Um happy that it happened. Um so just to give you an update, so I just went to the cage match for uh for um Wednesday's Dynamite. So uh Cage match rating for the uh, the titles versus career tag match is a six point five six. Melzer gave it eight four stars. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, that's. that's, that's <laughs> I imagine what the bus could have did with the guns. Then Jesus, if, who knows? Who knows? Like I don't even remember, like. Uh, what was it? Um, was it the Young Bucks that Adam Cole had a, tr- a trios match on one of the pay per views? It was like a three and three quarter star match. Most gave five stars too. So I like, yeah, so. who? Yeah, like so when people say like, oh, they you know, Melzer's overrates all these Young Buck matches or whatever. I was like, there there is a little bit of truth for that. But don't forget this fucking like three and a quarter star match that he gave four stars too. Don't you fucking forget it. Oh, uh, so um. Yeah, Swerve and Darby are set up for next week uh, on Dynamite, um, along with Keith Lee and Jericho. I feel like there's going to be some christening cross in here of something. So um, I, I'm not sure uh, of everything that's going down here, but I think this Swerve and Darby thing is going to grow legs throughout the summer. Um and I think it's going to be something to pay attention to with all the surrounding characters in, in and out of AEW. Okay. Be on so, the lookout. Be, yes, indeed. Be on the lookout. And other news, Swerve dropped the Defy Championship this weekend to Nick Wayne. So, and, and he announced, said he's going to have a rematch whenever, like the second he turns eighteen or something like that, right? July eighteenth, so Nick Wayne will debut against Swerve in Saskatoon. So, um, looking forward to the summer. Um, you, do you want to talk about uh? <laughs> you talk about you want to talk about that Julia Hart in uh Anna J match or you know what I do want to talk about the Julia Hart and Anna J match because I'm convinced people I only heard me, about it. I didn't you're gonna make me do it, James. They're they're gonna make me add Julia Hart to the list to the, to the Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, AJ Lee list. You you know what list that is? Mediocre white women. Oh my god, I'm dead. Oh my god. Um so Julia Hart and Anna J have a match. It's not particularly good. It's not like not it, it's not El Gigante or anything, but you know, it's not good, right? However, all I'm seeing is constant Anna J slander. Like she's horrible, she's all this stuff, but Julia Hart is the one that is, you know, it's all because of her. This is going well. You know, this is, you know, she has this presence, this character, 
you know, this, all this other stuff. I'm like, I'm watching a shitty match between two people. This is what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, I, I didn't hear anything like, good about either one of them. I just heard both of them. I just heard they, neither one were good. And it was bad. Like, these That's people are on the same level. Like, what are y'all watching? Like, are y'all in love? Do, do do I have to do I have to go immediately to that card? Like, are y'all in love with the twenty year old, the, the young one here? She's twenty. Yes. Like, okay. like what's what's the cap here? Like, like what are we doing? I, you like her interest music? Cool. I like the interest music too. I thought I thought it fits in a way, kind of like uh, how Evil's uh, new theme hit for him, mm-hmm. right? And you, you like her wearing the hat? Cool. We don't have to lie about the wrestling. We don't have to do it. Like, like it is actively a choice that we don't have to do. Um, you know, and as far as like, you know, her and Anna Jay, I think they're pretty much at the same point in their development. I don't see exactly what one is necessarily doing that the other isn't in the ring. Like, you know, like people will talk about, you know, the the reps on dark and stuff like that and trying things out, but ultimately these people have to work together. Like so like like we we know Anna J was wrestling on the house shows. Like we, we, we can point it out. Like <laughs> like I, I just I'm I'm just struck in the fascination like of like how Anna J is so bad, but Julia Hart was was the this good. I think it also is a part of people being worked by the characters. Like people do not like we're somebody that we know notoriously just like despises what Anna J has has done on microphone of late since Mm -hmm. becoming uh, Anna J S. I think that's being a play. I think that's playing into it for people. I think like you know the just the look of her being of Julia Hart being with um uh, House of Black people people like it. Um, I, I haven't really heard too many people explain why they do. But I have heard people say they like it, right? Like, uh, like they don't explain what does it for for them for as far as her in there, but they just like it, and I think it, that is you know it, why it she's kind of like similar. you know dodging or being able to skate by on this stuff, right? Um, I think that's something to do with it. And Anna J, like you know, like people were killing her, were killing her about how bad the T-shirt was. Like, you think she made that shit? <laughs> you think? Do you think that? Do you think that she was like, she got like, while she's, you know, between training and flying back and forth for all these places, trying to take care of her body, all this kind of stuff and her mental, that she's out here in the Photoshop putting this shit together? No. Drawing the artwork. Y'all think she's like yeah. Lee Moriarty? Uh, like, there are some people that do, do draw their own art yeah. shit, right? Like, he's one of them. I don't think. Yeah, NJ I don't think she's doing, I don't think she's Oscar with the, with the graphic design. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just I could be, that. We could be wrong, but I just don't think that right. that's, no. I just found that whole thing a bit perturbing and I was like, um, what are we doing here? Like, like explain this to me. Like I, I look, I don't want to put Julia Hart on the Alexa bliss list. I don't please do not make me do it. Do you want to answer uh King of the North's question? Maybe just put in the chat. Uh, that's part of her promo that she's been cutting. She, she's, she's basically says I have a fat ass and a bad attitude. Like that's that's directly from one of her promos. That's like why the shirt was made. Okay, so it's not that I don't like that. Is that I don't think that exists on the person that's saying that. So what am I to do? I don't know what to do with that. 
Like that that is not exactly Trinity. You know, that is not exactly um do you freeze? She's only 20, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I guess, you know, I maybe I should just not watch Hanan anymore or, <laughs> or Rena or Azumi or Starlight Kid. Or, I, should, I should not watch any of those people. Or anything, Look, but. If you were going to pick Julia Hart to fucking Azumi, then I'd be like, yes, she, she should just fucking retire and never do this ever again. <laughs> right? I don't think it's fair of me to do that. I don't, I don't, yeah, right. I'm with you. That's not, that's not exactly fair. Uh, but yeah, like I'm, I, I don't know. Like I didn't see the match. I would heard bad things, and I'm just leaving it at um, it was a lot, man. Like yeah. I was, I was in a forum, kind of like very outnumbered. There were there were a couple people that were kind of standing with me on like, hey, man, what are we doing here? Like like Julie Hart is not Akira Hokuto. What are we What are we doing? Like this is not Manami Toyota compared to Anna <laughs> J. Like like what are we doing here? Stop this! Like. Yeah, I was yeah, I was just yeah. puzzled. I was I, I was like, what are y'all saying that I'm not? They, they made a vented, yeah, and you know they did pretty good in that spot. I I, I personally would have called in Athena to handle uh, that, but okay. Right, I was like, you know, while while everyone was trying to like lift this, I was like, where's Hikaru Shida? Like. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I don't have to like play this. I, I, I know they need development. They need, they need chances and stuff like that, right? But okay. Look, the the best thing is one one can say is that the ratings like didn't collapse on their watch. That's cool. Um, yeah, I just it's just weird to me. Is like not weird, but it's 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 kind of interesting to see like who is going outside of just doing like, I don't want to say the bare minimum, but like they get their spots in AEW on, you know, you know, the, the, the darks or whatever else. And they get their reps that are inexperienced. And then like, you'll see other people like get indie spots. Like you'll see, um, sky blues, sky blues always working. It seems right. Mm -hmm. Just got to actually the, uh, graphic recently too. Yeah. And it's like, some of the other women or some of the other dudes that are inexperienced or whatever else, like, why don't, why don't, why aren't you going to indie spots? Like you're obviously going to get more of a look than the average indie wrestler because you're on TV. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, situation of life, work balance, or whatever else, but if you want to get better at this and then get the screen times, you got better at this. You kind of want to try to put that to use or try to, you know, work on your craft outside of just AEW. Frankie says um, she has strong social media and does decent merch, and Julia's been out doing indies. Okay, I didn't hear. Um, I, I didn't hear about that, but I do remember like Anna Jay being a big deal that she was on that house show. Mm-hmm. 
So, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. I mean, we we look. Do we have remember years ago? Um, <laughs> years ago, um, there was a time in WWE. It was like Big Cass or Baron Corbin. Who you got? Like, do do we have to like make it make the imaginary race between Julia Hart and Anna J? Baron Corbin versus Big was this like NXT. This was like 2017. Whew. Damn. I I wrote like a compare fake, and fake. contrast column because I thought WWE was going to push one of them really hard. And they wanted to push them both, but, you know, obviously Cass kind of fell apart. Thank God for Tony Khan. <laughs> That's, yeah, that probably did happen. We probably did have that conversation. I am so I far wrote a column that, about that it. is shocking that, that we did that. Like I don't I'm like wait, we do, we spent our time doing what? No, I I wrote a column about that. It's on Social Suplex right now. Wow. Yeah, like and I was wow. I was literally like Jekyll and hiding them, and I was just figured you know, you know I think that was that summer I wrote like thirty three columns, so like you know I was uh, I was getting topics everywhere, okay. so I, I was trying to hit it all. So um, okay. But uh, you know, shit. Who you? I'll you take right up. now. Yeah, I was getting shots up. Uh, okay. you know, but um, I think I'll take Big Bill. Um, <laughs> just saying. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, Battle of the Bells. Orange Cassidy defending against Velisco. This is actually pretty good. Um, a lot of these Orange Cassidy title matches kind of sneak up on you. Uh, about you know what they look like, and you know he's I think he's defended the belt like fifteen times, and they set up a match with him and Buddy Matthews uh, for the international title. I believe it's on Dynamite this week. Um, so, um, and they gave him a Buddy a promo before the match. They kind of made it seem like Orange is in danger, so something to watch like there. Worn uh, down, right? Yeah, like they're they're starting to push that. Uh, that storyline. So like whenever somebody starts getting worn down, like yep, like Miro too. Oh yeah, the neck. Um, yeah, right. Yep. Uh, so uh, Jay Cargill took on Billy Starks, who I'd never seen before. Um, she's an eighteen-year-old, um, and she's better than Anna Jay and um, yes, yeah. yes. I I didn't think this was some some wonder kind or anything either, but the, you know, <laughs> she, you know, she was cool, uh, and she wrestled Jade, and their their match was better than um. Anna and uh and Julia's. Um and you know, they gave Billy Stars a couple of hope spots and um they kinda like they didn't get her out of there immediately. Like I think she got a maybe a good near fall on Jade, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a couple of roll ups and reversals. I, I believe she reversed uh Jade's finisher once. And okay. um like they didn't get her out of there. So like I think she's kinda on that Nick Wayne. Like they're I think they're trying to look at her down the road. Okay. Um but yeah, she's uh, um she's made her rounds on the indies uh of late like the last year or so yeah name name i keep seeing a lot hadn't uh, really seen her before i heard good things mm-hmm. so, yeah uh and then the main event this is the best match of the of the two hours of friday uh lucha bros defended uh, roh belts against qt marshall and powerhouse hobbs um the ending sequence of this was awesome the finish was awesome uh this was you know, like Hobbs would like pair off with each of these guys and then QT would get in there and it would be like the finish was sensational. I would encourage everybody to check it out. And the crowd got really into this uh, at the end. Um, 
not not some like notebook match or anything. I'd probably go like three and a half on it. But uh, the whole night wasn't it, it wasn't like a um a big work rate night, but there was a lot of moving stuff forward because the acclaim got turned on by Jazz on on um, Rampage. Swerve's unit formed. Um, Orange Cassidy pretty much set up his next defense, and he had a really good match with Jalisco. Uh, they were testing out, you know, some of the women's stuff in the match. But uh, as far as like the the main event, like yeah, like uh, that that was it, that was probably your most solid match of the night, I would say. Okay, but um, yeah, I I, I don't have anything else here, but um, I guess we can uh we can wrap this whole up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's uh. Oh, well, actually, like, well, I haven't seen it yet, but um. Jesse Alaban is That's right. in stardom. Like, I don't think we need to drop the music or anything, but because um, I haven't watched it or anything, but uh, she actually is like now the the f- fifth member of um, uh, Club Venus. And um, yeah, like this is somebody that you actually know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so full transparency, um, I... You know, I've known Jesse since about like 2020, if I'm not mistaken, um, and really, really nice person, really passionate about wrestling and, um, you know, kind of determined to, you know, put her mindset on, uh, you know, accomplishing what, what she wants to get done. And um, she, you know, she wasn't wrestling for a while. And I knew she she was working like uh, like coastal championship wrestling, like I believe it's like Gangrel uh, promotion oh. down in like the other side of Florida. Uh, like the East Coast, mm-hmm. southern part, and um, I had no idea she was going to start them. Like she didn't, she didn't tell me or anything. Um, so I saw her get announced as the X or whatever. Swerve sent me a message with it too, and you know I, I hit up just. I was like, I had no idea you were X. Congratulations, da, da, da. and um, like she came in. I watched the match today. Uh, the match went up on uh, Stardom World, the first one. Uh, they also announced her, her tagging with Waka Sukiyama. So yeah, the um, next show, I think. Uh, as far as the 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 trios match, they had her wrestling against uh, Saida, uh, Hanan, and then um, Kaguma. Kaguma, yep. And they um, uh, she she was brought in as X. It's like they brought her in last. Uh, as far as the match, they, they really highlighted her. As far as um, pairing her off with people and let her do like you know a lot of her signatures what, what will be her signature stuff and she ended up getting the pinfall on saida and you know the thing with jesse is like she's very tall yep um she's i like want to f- say five ten ish five nine or something like that yeah yeah she, she's right there so they're putting her in there with saida who's four nine right. i think they did that for a reason <laughs> <Right>. um <laughs> and just seeing how you know they positioned her like they positioned her kind of like like a star like they're, they're they're treating her like she was the star of the of the team like okay. above Mariah May, above um, uh, Zena. Okay, and it was like, well, if you're out there with uh, with uh, Mina, and then it was like, there's no reason you can't be the number two here. And then I was thinking about it, like how they had to work the match, like as far as like she was wrestling to her height. It wasn't like in NXT where sometimes it's like they don't care how tall you are, you are all going to wrestle the same way. Mm-hmm. She clearly wrestled to her height and stuff like that here. And I was like, well. With Hameka retiring, like as far as like you know her, you know they don't really do foreigners in stardom, or they haven't of late. I think there's an opening there, like if you wanted to continue to like let her keep getting over in these tags 
and and start building her up and she could like be somebody like one of the champions goes through um or mm-hmm. like you know they could end up pushing her for and like more than we think just because like i think like she's got the the like obviously she came from wwe so they love that uh, i imagine and as far as like with i think with club venus i think a lot of fans are actually behind club venus because they i think a lot of fans look at them as like these women who have a lot to prove and like i think people are rooting for them in a, in a certain aspect but um i saw yeah. the match i thought i thought it was pretty solid one about 10 minutes and um I, I was very very happy for her. yeah it's um in a in a weird way the club venus thing is like a gaijin offshoot of the like cosmic angels debate thing it's like if you just watch one show you think these are vapid airheads or just bubbly you know people that are unserious right but if you watch these shows, you see that like someone like Mariah May, someone like Mina, someone like Tam, Waka, goes out saying all those people like they are there and look how they look. But they are there to prove that despite of how they look, you can't judge a book by its cover. And they are and they have intentions and plans and dreams and they're human beings just like any fucking body else. Um, yep. So it's funny to me when like I see people that like Mariah May came out um, at or with um with Zaya at uh, Sumo Hall, an immediate thought was, "Oh God, they're bringing back the shitty Gaijins. Um, which is debatable uh, how shitty they actually were at the time. Whatever, I'm not gonna get into that at the time. I'm talking about now, and like them rise in the matches, and like she belongs, and it's like, and then you know somebody on Twitter the other day uh, tweeted some shit to her, and like Sean Ross Sap. Got got into his ass, and everybody basically fucking just piled on what quote tweets saying he's a fucking asshole. Like she basically like just a I look at you and you look plastic and fake and and you're, and you're a shitty wrestler and it's like, and then everyone's replying like, have you even fucking watched her wrestle? Mm-hmm. No response. Just wanted to be mean to a person because of how it's, how they looked, and it was like, this is the thing that I kind of, you know, like that's kind of the reason. Like the reason why I ended up like lashing on the tab at the time was like. You 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 see the look. Don't let them looks fool you. She will scrap like a fucking dog in there, right? So, um, same for Nasapoy as well. So, like the same thing can happen here. Where like you know, I've seen enough Club Venus. I've seen like uh, enough of Zena to know that like Zena like with she wrestled with Mirai in the um the one of the Cinderella matches. It's like she like she she has a, like growth potential as a power wrestler. Like so. Depending on how long, you know, this works, how, you know, well they do. And, you know, if they don't get homesick and none of that kind of stuff, like, you know, they, there always used to be a rotation of guys just in and out of stardom. But, like, there were, you know, people like B and, like, Jamie that were, like, there for, you know, six months at a time or just living in Japan like B was. So, um, if if any of this stuff works out for them, I'd welcome them so far. They're, they're not, it's not like they've been bad. They've been, they've held their end up, they've held up their end of the bargain here. Um... I just kind of see that, like, you know, it kind of seems to me that, like, the Club Venus thing is almost like an offshoot of, like, what they were trying to do with Hannah before, or with um, Tokyo Cyber Squad, where it's like, we have, or at least at first, before it actually turned to Tokyo Cyber Squad, when it's like, uh, Hannah's International Army, where it's like, just been her and Gaijin's, because mm-hmm. she's the one that speaks the best English at the time, and Mina probably speaks the best conversational English, and you see, you know, Mina and Waka hanging out together still, or whatever else. Um, 
not hanging out, but like it's not like I think people still think there's a shooter drop with like some breakout between Club Venus and Cosmic Angels. I don't think that's there, otherwise would have happened by now, but um I think this is like Mina is basically everybody likes Mina, so Mina's gonna be here with these Gaijins to get people to like the Gaijins. I think that's really all it is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Mina's still like seconding everybody from Cosmic Angels in their matches and stuff too. And still tacking with them at times. So we'll um and we'll see, you know, Cosmic Angels wrestle with like Mariah and Mina at times, like Walker and Tam. So and even that's boy. So I just think and it's you just did- a, you know, and you know, like Stardom can be like real meticulous with their wins and losses, so they're bringing her in and like giving her wins like right away. So that's I I think that's nothing but a good sign. So, um, yeah. So ho- hopefully this all works out. I guess we should have dropped the music because people are in the chat and asking stuff that's going to take more time. I saw someone said, "Do you see Tam's head?" Yes, we did see Tam's forehead. Yes, yes, we did. So that shit was. Oof. When was the last time we talked about what Tam and Julie are doing to each other? On on air. Uh, not sure. Uh, I think I think we last left off was when uh Tam cut Julia's hair and then cut that promo where Natsuko was shook. So since then they had the press conference for the Yokohama Marina show on the twenty third already. It was uh last weekend I think, and um at a press conference or even before then, Tam does this uh interview for I think it was for Tokyo Sports, and she says stuff in there. Or she's just fucking burying, like, obviously it's in kayfabe, but, like, she's fucking burying Julia. She's like, this mm-hmm. woman is not popular. <laughs> like, we do fan, like, we do fan votes and stuff, and, like, she was, like, not even in the top ten for the fan votes, and, like, you know, everybody is, that you would think are the most popular people are, like, in the top or whatever else, and then, like, I talked to Obari, the, you know, about, about like, how I'm doing as far as merch, and I'm always, like, you know, top two or three, and I never hear Julia's name come. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh you know i won most popular you know and like she's like not or cosmic ages won most popular faction and uh the shoot pro awards or whatever else and in this and the third and she more or less sentiment like at least to the sentiment of her saying this line that was like i want to become champion because i believe that like julie's unpopular champion and if i become the champion then we'll sell more merchandise and draw more houses or drive better houses and then like means like the wrestlers get paid more and I was just like, God damn. She fucking buried this woman. Like, obviously, she did this whole, she, she did this in concert with Julia, but I was like, God damn. And then Julia uh reads through it and calls uh Tam this selfish asshole. Just like, you 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 are you are putting your uh you are putting like the success of the people that are in your uh faction as being like as if you made them. Which it's debatable how much she made any of them to some extent or helped or whatever else. But Tam didn't actually say that. And Tam says, I didn't actually say those words. You're just making this up to make an argument because I fucking ether you. So then uh, Julia goes on to something about talking about uh, Tam gets plastic surgery. She's putting her life on the line or putting her life at risk. And that was fucking hilarious. And then uh, Tam responds like, maybe you should get some of this work done too with them fucking wrinkles on your, <laughs> on your fucking face. And it was just like, oh my god, I can't believe <laughs> claws is out, things is out, and they just they, just, they, they swing for the fences out here, home run derby. Um, so then that's before the press conference. <laughs> so then we get to the press conference, and uh, uh, so after Tam won that hair match back in the old, uh, back in two thousand one, uh, she took a picture of like the belt, the white belt, 
that bracelet that her and Hoshik used to wear when they were tagging together and talk, you know, alluding to the promise they had that they were going to wrestle each other and Tam was going to take the belt off Hoshik and it never happened because Hoshik got or had to retire because of neck concussion injuries. So, uh, and also like a section, like a segment of Julia's hair from when she got her hair cut. That was a picture, like after, like the first thing she tweeted after she won. So they're in the press conference or whatever else, and Ju- and Tam pulls out like that fucking hair from then, which was like that is weird as fuck. <laughs> and she says, "I've I've held on to this because like." Even though I beat you, I felt like I never surpassed you. And like, even while we, you know, back to the, you know, even though I beat you, everyone's talking about Julia, Julia, Julia. And she's like, I want to take everything from you. And like, and they talked about before she got to that. She's like, you know, like we, this shit is going beyond the pale with me and you. Like you took uh Sakurai from me because you're an asshole and no other reason. And um, like, I, I've done nothing to you other than just wanting to beat you to be the best. And you have done all these underhanded mean, like, things to me because you're just an evil fucker so fuck you I'm going to take everything from you and beat you and then Julia's like listen here bitch I've had enough of you I hate you like you are you you talk about um all you ever talk about is taking taking things from people you're a fucking thief you like you are uh you are this untalented person that is in last basically last chance you because they weren't uh good enough to be a center girl in a, one of these pop idol groups and then from there, like they start scrapping. Julia gets on. Uh, Julia has rings in her hand. Julia uh, starts shoot head button Tam, and then hitting her with uh, with the rings on her hand. And then like uh, Tam gets gets uh, it's a pull apart. Julia like gets pulled apart. The camera tracks towards Julia. The ref Daichi, the head ref, comes and checks on Tam slash Blazer, uh, and then. Julia throws the ref out the way and then proceeds to beat more on Tam. And then by that point in time, Tam's just bleeding all over the place and everything. And I was like, holy shit. We, I said to you a few weeks ago uh, before, like when they started this program up, like the way that they're going at each other, like they're going to need to get blood. And I don't know if they're going to get blood because this company doesn't really allow blood as far as like blading and matches. Like they've never done Brother. it. Like people, people bleed, but it's like their mouth or nose is busted or whatever else. They bladed. And, like, with the shoot head bust happening and Tam's head swelling up, it looks so believable that, like, she actually got hard weight. Um, I saw awesome. that shit come on Twitter, and I was like, get your shit, Rock Mon, like I seen Nakano-san. So, like, <laughs> god damn. Like, she had a fucking Bermuda Triangle in the middle of her forehead. Right. She had a goddamn home plate in her, in her forehead. She had a pyramid in her forehead. She, she, had, she had she had she had the, the, the Jay Z Rockefeller sign. She had the the mountain of vibranium on her forehead. <laughs> she she had the Jay Z Rockefeller sign uh, upside down, like Styles P said uh, on her forehead. It was bad, bro. Yeah. So, uh, like Tam, she didn't tweet for days. Like, uh, hey, so they had hey, they had a. Sh- go ahead. You can see exactly what Tam McConnell was thinking. <laughs> What's in your mind? Never mind. Let me see. <laughs> it's just a Julia, you know. <laughs> so uh they they had it. So then it's basically when they started like doing the preview tags with each other, right? And they're gonna be doing a number of preview tags for until they end up getting to Yokohama Arena. And uh so they uh they had a preview tag where like 
it, the show ain't even up yet. I don't even know if the show is up yet. It may be up, but like they basically like start it, all this stuff that's been going on with starting in, with Tam and Julia since then. They like we putting this shit up, and we gonna have Sunny Sunny translate this shit, and we gonna have them put it out on the Twitter on the domestic or sorry uh, that foreign Twitter immediately. So they did the same thing with uh, their mat the first match since then in the you know Cosmic Angels versus uh, DDM, and like. They start the match before the match even starts. They're they're going chest they're chest to chest ramming to each other and they have to get pulled apart. And then there's a, a they eventually get to a part in the match where like they get in with each other and they immediately take it to the outside, spice by you know, scrapping to the outside. And then Julia uh gives her a vertical suplex where like Tam's top half hits the floor and her bottom half hits like one of the chairs at ringside. And then um Julia tries to break the twenty count. Tam grabs her off the apron and then hits her with a fucking uh, backdrop suplex onto a chair. And then V-Triggers, or not V-Triggers, but it gives her the bicycle knee into the chairs. Uh, and I was just like, yo, they... And then the match went to a draw. And then, like, they have to get pulled apart after the draw. And they're still grabbing each other by the hair. And they're grabbing each other by the hair. And, like, you know, Julie's got to, had to cut her hair after she, uh, she got, you know, the size cut down. But like there's you know like this so tight that like Ju- Tam rips out a pair like a chunk of Julia's hair and it goes flying. I'm like, I don't think that was a track. That did not look like a track. That was like actual like shoot hair. And I'm like, yo, they are shoot hair, bro. I don't know what to expect at this, in this main event, but I'm expecting greatness. I'll put it that I'll put it to you that simply. Like it's gonna be super violent and crazy. Um, I. I I'm not gonna put no no you know thoughts and opinions on it. I think it's might I think they're gonna try and have their best match. Um and they've had some classics already. So I'm super excited about this match. And um Yeah, they they have they have they are doing everything to get this thing over the top. Uh or, or do everything they possibly can. They have left no stone unturned. Like this is like Dan Coffin, who done has watched a few starter matches, like he was tweeting like, this is like the best feud in wrestling right now. <laughs> and I don't disagree. I just would never say that because like, you know, people dismiss all oh, his women's wrestling in Japan and blah, blah, blah. He's right. I didn't know that Dan was going to recognize it. Like that. He, but he has. He, uh, I'm just really, uh, I'm really surprised like how well people that like, I have told about this and they're like, oh, this shit sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I've told this to people that like, just ask me like, what's going on in wrestling that interests you? And I'm like telling this and like, oh, it's on pay-per-view. How do I get a hold of this and watch this? It's mm-hmm. interesting. It's interesting. Like they're they um they're they're they've tapped into something really special in this building. There's still two more weeks. Who knows? I, I said to you uh on Saturday when I saw you, it's like there's still time for one of them to set the other on fire before this match. <laughs> Shit. Imagine if they hated each other as much as Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah, so thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Um, if you are watching from the uh, Twitch stream, go to uh, look at the uh, the pictures. You see the Cash App in the uh, PayPal um, links. You can go there and donate. If you want to donate because you are listening to the podcast, you can go to our show notes or descriptions and uh, go to the Red Circle link there to donate. Um, I will put links to Rich's uh, Part 2 of Dream Machine in the... Um, Show notes all as well. Check it out there to the pay hip. You can um you can pay for it there. And uh be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides Monday Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style, the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Gorman Watch This Shit, 
The Great Consequence Podcast, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Mash Generator, Get in the Ring and Meet the Press Slam. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.